Ladies and gentlemen. And we're back. This is Drew Sisworth. Tonight I'm joined with Alec Witte and Ryan Schwartz. Sorry to disappoint. Good to be here. Glad to have you. This is a victory lap. This is a, uh, a round two. You're back on the show. Uh, how does it feel? You know, it feels good. No, I'm, I'm excited. Um, all the fame, the glory. Oh, my gosh. You know, you know we're just... You have the swimming. highest listened to episode, by the way. Look at that. I'm going to... You've never lost the crown. viewers. Take that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to throw it in my pocket, and uh, I'm going to I'm gonna keep He's that. Gonna keep that. Save it. I'm going to save it when I need it. You're the king. So, yeah. No, that's that's good. I, I No, it's exciting. I'm, I'm glad to glad to be back it's uh i think especially maybe second time around i know the first time we were still kind of figuring out some some of the kinks in the road and you're the pilot and, episode and, uh, yeah yeah we're 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 uh we're trending in the right direction so that's good it's good yeah man it's been a lot of fun doing it and like you said it's kind of changed a little bit since we started when we first did it, i went to your old apartment and we were sitting in your little office gaming room right and yep. it was like just we we're kind of sitting there huddled together and yeah, it was fun. Yep, yep. Now we are, like we were talking about earlier, we were moved to Northside. Yeah, Northside of Chicago. Got uh, the new apartment, absolute steal. Pretty much what uh, the reason why it's a steal. So, um, seventeen hundred a month, which pretty pretty good Solid. in today's today's standards. Garage spot, uh, eleven hundred square feet. And my girlfriend's um, paying all of it. It's great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, two. To- two. Yes. Uh, two bedroom, uh, fully updated kitchen, bathroom, everything. That's incredible. Um, and it's a two flat neighbor below Jesse. Shout out Jesse. She's Shout awesome. Out. She. Uh, she's older. She travels a lot, and she's always out of the country. So we have pretty no much neighbors. <laughs> no. No neighbors. But she, when she is in town, she's the sweetest. Um, she loves dogs, so that helps with uh, with Zeppelin. But we got the backyard, put some lights back back there, and uh, no, it's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Pretty sweet, because you, you guys kind of had a yard at the old place, right? But kinda. not really. Yeah, yeah, we had the yard. Um, but anytime you're you're sharing a house with, you know, family or whatnot, it's you know, it's it's not your yard, I guess. But uh, right, 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 right. But no, uh, it's it's kind of nice. This definitely f- makes us feel a little little more independent. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's been pretty sweet. Still have the game room. We don't have a guest bedroom. Sorry, uh, just <laughs> that's why you had know. to get a, a second bedroom. So I was about to ask, what's that second bedroom? What was that repurposed for? It's basically the office slash gaming room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both, that's the way to they do both it, game. Man. When I got to their their place last time. Um, Sydney was locked in on Call of Duty, just like you know, screaming at people and shit. Yep. I got the big headphones on and everything. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. That blows my mind. Isn't that her? Crazy. She was always a console player, and then I I got her a PC. Damn. And now she's uh, she's transitioned, so it's it's good. Um, I can understand why you put a ring on it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's pretty rare. <laughs> Those yeah, the game together, awesome. <laughs> stay together. Yeah, we were we a group of uh, us guys. I don't know if you remember, like Josh Miller. Alexander's yeah. Chris Fortino, those guys. We were playing uh, Gun Game on Black Ops Classic. Three. Oh, legendary! Um, and we all we all bought Black Ops Three, and we're playing Gun Game. And Sydney 
was driving everyone insane because she just decided to not shoot her gun. She would just knife people to set them back. <laughs> and we did it, made it so that you'd set back 10 instead of just one. Oh, that's hilarious. So people would always be so like gun one game, off. Yeah. Explain the rules. Yeah. So gun game, you pretty much, you start with like a pistol, you go up. Um, every time, you kill, every time you kill somebody, you get a, I guess you would say a better weapon. And then you have to get 20 consecutive kills uh, to then end up winning. But if you get knifed by somebody, you get set back. Um, so yeah, I've, uh, I, I punched a few desks because Sydney, um, <laughs> I'd always be like one away from winning and then she just knifed me in the back or something. Boom. But, uh, so do you guys mainly play call of duty or what other games do you play? Uh, she's probably more of a, a cod player than, than I am at this point. I just can't stand the new call of duties. They are, I don't know. Skill-based matchmaking pisses me off. Just hate it. You're trying to nerf the game. It's a socialist, yeah, socialist I just, agenda. I just hate it. Lobby. I don't, <laughs> don't want to play against. Like, like sometimes you want to hop on. You just want to like play. Just and destroy. Just, just have. Just I don't know. Not take it too seriously. But when you're playing against like pro players every single match, I just want to. And it not matters play. because if you lose, your stats go down and like KD man. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I don't know. If yeah, you you it was nice with the old cods where you'd like hop in a random lobby. If you're getting shit on, you just leave. You you join a new lobby and then you find a lobby with yeah, a bunch of like ten year olds and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna destroy these kids. But Plus, then it kind of becomes fun because then all those guys are trying to get you. You know, it's like yeah, it's a different feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, it, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, no, it's just cod cod Rainbow Six Siege is still is still my game. Um, Tom Clancy, yeah. Yeah, Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, we talked about shouts out. Um, we talked about that. I think on the first one for sure was on the esports team for Western Michigan. That was great. That's so fun. Sweet. Still think about it. <laughs> Holy so shit! Good. Is there like a rec I would, league I would, you could join now? Um, some sort of adult. There probably is. I know. I know. The you probably server. got better things to do with your fucking time now, right? <laughs> As you're a grown ass man now, right? It's it's, it's like a bowling. It's hard, if you, you really know, wanted you know. to, in in college, I mean, I was like legit practicing. There's no chance I can spend that much time on. Uh, I mean, I, I think I maybe hop on my computer like once a week now, once or twice a week at this point, uh, if that. Yep. I know. Oh, that's how tragic. it goes. No, that's uh, how it goes. So so PC players. <clears throat> a lot of times, I feel like PC players shit on console players because sure. PC players are more legit gamers, right? What's your take on that? Um, I think uh, that's valid, though. So, right? or if, the, or if there, there's certain people that think that yes. way, that's no, a, it's definitely that's a cool thought. It's definitely valid. Um, the thing with Call of Duty, I actually believe Call of Duty, when it comes to professional like esports play, should only be on console. Just PC, just doesn't make sense. It it it's harder to control I, I, I not to get too deep into it there is just some drama recently of uh pro players found cheating and it's because if when they're playing on a pc you can hack in a game so much easier whereas like consoles are more controlled um i don't or know nerfed. yeah from I, a software perspective from a software not perspective, that i know but it's like auto aim or whatever you can put on a pc yeah. a lot easier than on an xbox right i mean uh, the amount of shit that you could download on a pc and then you can go into the game files and you can adjust the files and like I I don't know how it works but with a console yeah. like you you just you can't you can't open the game files I mean I'm sure P 
people know how, but it's not, it's just not the same. Yeah, um, I get it. So I think with COD, with, with COD, it should be console only, but I think overall, yeah, hundred percent, especially with Rainbow Six Siege, like the, the PC console, it's just not even close. Like, so Rainbow Six Siege is also a first person shooter. Yeah, it's a, it is a, um, is it steam? from steam or no? um you can you can get it on steam it, it's created by ubisoft um so they you can get it on their platform or whatever you guys hear about um, this activision microsoft merger that actually uh i think it was the u.s correct. ftc that just rescinded their lawsuit against that merger for antitrust reasons yeah Whoa. yeah so now it's like the biggest merger in video game history has just been greenlit yeah the u.s government as of i think today or yesterday it was the, yeah Past like 24 hours. Correct. It's pretty nuts. And pretty much uh, Sony or like PlayStation. Um, They're pissed probably. They were shitting their pants because <laughs> technically if Microsoft really wanted to, they could be like, yeah, uh, no more games. PlayStation doesn't get Call of Duty. <laughs> Just straight up. Uh, I think they came to an agreement yesterday or today that uh, allows PlayStation to still have. There's more money being made that way, right? That's what I'm that saying. was like, that was on. the concession, probably. Like, yeah. okay, we'll we'll overtake, we'll be the number one player, and we'll we'll give you our scraps. We'll give Sony our scraps, just because we live in a capitalist economy that where we don't want to completely monopolize the entire industry because right. enough people would get pissed off. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that shit was dragging on for years, man. Like, oh yeah, the Activision Microsoft deal. Even in Europe, there was this whole fucking. Uh, humbug about it like european regulators were blocking it and then yep. okay they greenlit it but then the u.s really sets the precedent so that's what that's the decision that really matters but that was that was a big deal in the in the but stock microsoft too. doesn't create games correct now they, they just do. own the xbox <laughs> now they own the, they own the game technology creator. they own like the the platform I, I, software yeah uh, i don't know product. i don't know the specifics i i but yeah Where activision I would say develops they, they just games own everything where Sony, yeah. they make the PlayStation, but they also, I don't know, Sony's too big of a company, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's Sony and PlayStation, or Sony and Microsoft. Like that Nintendo are makes games, players. but they also own consoles. You know what I'm saying? Or Xbox. They don't, have the, they don't have the network effect that Microsoft does, because if, like you said, if Microsoft decided to, they could control the entire video game market in North America and Europe, which is probably 90% of the revenue that's derived globally from video games. Right? No, I, I get what you're China, saying. China, Japan. Like EA, like EA makes games. Ubisoft makes They're games. They're in the games. They Activision are, is a... is a Activision makes games, whereas right. Microsoft now owns... A Activ company that Activ Microsoft was games. just Correct. the platform. Now they're also stepping into that role of they make the games as Vertical well. Vertical integration. Right. right. Yeah, it, very interesting. So I can see why they would want to block that, I guess. Dude... Put the dogs on the ground. Can you put them in the cage? You got it right behind my, my, by my drink. Sorry to threaten you, Ronnie. It's, uh, sorry, I got pretty feet, man. Adding, Don't adding mean more to, yeast. Uh, distract you. It's just more yeast to, yeah. the, to the bush light. That's what I want. Yeah, I need a little bit more seasoning. Flavor. My bush yeah. light. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, uh, I got room right over here. We got a classic episode. We're drinking bush light tonight. Um, we got some Riverside pizza as well. It's a it's a Electric. classic graph night, you know. Love pizza. Yeah, you, you you were the one that picked it. I'm obsessed with pizza. It's bad. It's bad. I heard you and you and I think it was Johnny talking about 
like deep dish pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your pick? What's your pick? I said Lou Malnati's, I think, right? I think that's my pick. Or Gino's East. I know that was another one that was up in conversation. I think she picked Gino's East. Got it. Uh, I would say Giordano's. Maybe he picked Giordano's. That's a a big three. I think he picked Giordano's. God, I can't. Remember. I can't remember. No, either way, they're Drew's all. Drew's podcast. They're all good. Actually, here, here's of the real. Of course, that's well, the thing, well, right? <laughs> you guys are Chicago, so you, we can all band together. So when I went to school in Michigan, um, they're they're massive like deep dish Chicago style pizza haters. Of course, and they were like, "Oh, how's that casserole? Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck you know yourself. What? How is it living it's in not a fucking? It's not a casserole. Living in a state where Detroit is your fucking." Yeah, flagship city, yeah. and it's a fucking crock of shit. Yeah, yeah. Compared it's to not, Chicago, Western Michigan's beautiful. We've talked about that a bunch, but Calum's uh, just sweet. But, uh, not close to Eastern Michigan. But also, if Denver. they didn't have Chicago suburbs kids going to their schools, they wouldn't even fucking exist, right? Was it not half the half the student population at Western Michigan was probably Chicago suburbs kids, right? Yeah. Well, yes. Um, actually, Western Western was pretty pretty big of a of a melting pot like for instance if if you grew up in michigan you're probably going to michigan or michigan state uh if you went to western it was for a scholastic decision because of mm. like their programs because yeah, um, sure. you couldn't get into like, michigan or michigan or state that, or that no there's <laughs> right. definitely those kids too. they're walking around the campus with like a michigan hoodie and i'm like you're a loser but uh damn uh yeah fuck those Comparison. like you should egg those kids that's yeah you should uh, literally like, throw eggs I, at them i'm sorry you couldn't get a you know 30 or whatever like why the fuck ACT. are you here if you're Sucking Michigan's oh, it was, dick. It was it was awful. Those, those people pissed me off. But, but think about um, it, if you're a Michigan sports fan your entire life, you know, are you just going to abandon but then, your team? But then it's I don't know. Do better in school and get into Michigan. Then I don't know. <laughs> or at <laughs> least like, at I, least I, don't I, live live vicariously through another university. That's I think like this a is a bar school. But yeah. uh, can you wear a college? Can you root for a college team that you didn't go to that school? Kind of a hot debate in the sports um, world. I understand the point. Yeah. If I gave a fuck about sports, I would opine. But well, so here's the thing, right? There's certain like, sport, my, sport rules that you kind of everybody knows. But dude, but, if you're a grown ass man giving a fuck about sports, I think you got to accept anybody else's opinion because who the fuck are you? That's to, a hot take, Shorty. If you're a grown ass man caring about college sports, I would say there's enough people that could criticize you for that opinion that you don't have any recourse to say that you're better than anyone else. Right, so at least in, in that I'm in trying that to realm. figure out where you're going with this. Are you are you? I'm saying if, on like March Madness and stuff like that, or what? It, or I'm, what? I'm saying it, there's no problem with with there's no problem with being a grown man and liking college sports. However, if you're a grown ass man that likes college sports, you cannot criticize other people's opinions based on whatever reasons. One being the argument that you brought up. Fair, right. Like, I, I respect that. Don't take it too seriously because you're a grown man and it's just sports. Exactly. It's not that I, it's I respect that. that serious. That's like that's why people like March Madness. It does. It's not really about even the team who wins. You just want to see a crazy upset. And, right. And you're kind of just, just following that love tournament. Of it's the more love of a of love of the sport yes. or the tournament rather than a, a certain affinity to a certain program I got or school. It. I agree. Yeah. I I would say I agree. Ryan has recently stopped basically paying attention to to professional sports recently. Or, for the last year or two, maybe you've kind of been drifting away. Whereas before that, you would watch ESPN every single day. Yeah, and, but you know, I you was would... never like, unless you go to like fucking Ohio State or you go to like the Ohio State, the 
Unless you're meaning, unless you're a total fucking douchebag. I beat I beat um, Ohio State. Rainbow Six Siege. You guys suck. <laughs> just just saying. Number four team in the country. You guys suck. I stand corrected. I I got no room to talk. No, no just playing. platforms yours. <laughs> Sorry, Cam. Wasn't Cam on? The sh- yeah, Cam was on the show. Didn't he go to? He did well, go to the think Ohio, he was. Ohio State. He was on. Right. He was on the show. Yeah. Um, Chris D'Elia has a joke about how if you wear a professional, That's, if, you, if you wear a jersey with someone's name on the back of it, and he sees you in public, he's allowed to fuck you. I, you know what? There are very few things I agree with Chris D'Elia on. Awesome, that is one of them. That is awesome. I've never even thought of that, but I, I love it. Of course, because you're like, yeah, that is kind of so. That makes uh, sense. Some bitch shit a little bit. If you're being yeah. a fan of another man and you're a grown man, that much to put his name on your back. But at the same time, of course. Everybody's had a football jersey or whatever the fuck, or a Jordan jersey. Or so, so what I was going to say earlier too, though, was like my dad went to Michigan State, and then right. I went to Western, right? And so when I see Michigan State do well in sporting events, like that's cool, that's fun to watch. But you would never like see me walking around Western Michigan's campus with a Michigan State like anything, right? Like that's just like what. I would argue that you even have some credit because your dad went there and you've been a Michigan State fan your right, entire right. life. You guys were definitely a Michigan State family, right? Yeah, yeah, Spartan no. shit, you know. um, for sure. Um, like I feel like Magic that would Johnson. give you that would give you some clout. A my, bit. my my dad went to Michigan State and then his brother and sister went to Wisconsin. So that was a fun, fun, fun family dynamic that we got going on, especially with him. We had him some and his uh, brother. Some contentious family reunions yeah, throughout the years. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, Wisconsin ended up playing Western Michigan in the Cotton Bowl the year before we went to went to school. So that was um, that was kind of cool. And, and cotton. Uh, wait, oh, Cotton. <laughs> I had my friend Nick Cotton on Beautiful. last night, and uh, we had uh, – some fun cotton drops. That's good. That's good. And you said cotton bowl, so I felt like I had to. It was. It was. I was Perfect. The fans at home would have gone crazy if I didn't, you know. I love it. I love it. No, <laughs> but the, but that was cool, you know, like Western getting some some praise being up there. I, I think another tangent and just talking about the cultures of, of the schools, Michigan State and Michigan, right? right. I don't overall have any beef with, with either of them. I don't really I don't really care. Um but I do remember Western would always play one of those big schools, like alternate. So like freshman year, it was Michigan State. Sophomore, it was Michigan. Then okay. it went back to Michigan State Junior. You know, they flip, right? And I remember tailgating with Michigan State was always very fun. Like, we understood that Western was not going to win this game. Right. Okay? <laughs> like, we we mutually accepted that in – Michigan State Greek life was like, come on in. Like, like, dude, we're just here to have a good time. It's like, I'm like cousins oh, is an excuse Sweet. to party. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. like, this is cool. We're we're having fun. <laughs> Michigan, they were like, You fucking suck. Like, you guys are shit. And I'm like, Yeah, I wasn't expecting to win the game, man. I'm like, you can roast me all you want. You can criticize me all you want. Like, it doesn't affect me because I had zero intentions on winning the game regardless. Like, that's not that doesn't affect me personally so they were just obnoxiously rude for no reason and they were like you guys aren't allowed in the bars like you and and that's what i've heard about michigan like Like, michigan even above like u of i or like iu yeah michigan is like the most pretentious douchey big 10 school 
Yeah, they think they're they think they're Ivy League. They think they're like above everybody else and like holier than thou. It it just made it made no. You're in Michigan. It didn't it didn't really make sense to. That's Ann Arbor, correct? Glasses are getting stuck. But uh, yeah, yeah, Ann Arbor. Uh, It just didn't. Big house. I've heard that's crazy, right? Apparently, it's the biggest stadium, right? It's the biggest stadium in North America. I want to say. I think it's it's like a hundred hundred thousand something something people. Uh, I can't pull that up. I'm not sure if it's hundred k. I've done, dude. I've looked. I do think stadiums are a lot smaller than you think because I've looked it up. Like Like Soldier Soldier Field Field is like sixty five, sixty three. I don't even think it's that many. No, I would I would imagine it's it's above fifty. But no, I'm I'm telling you, the big house. I want to say it's like a hundred something thousand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And a lot of people, especially if like I think Alabama has like eighty thousand. That's what that's like the biggest. Those SEC schools. I would imagine that you're going to look up are way bigger. bigger. You're going to look up the big house and you're going to shit your pants. Soldier Field is sixty one thousand. Damn. Okay, so let's see, big house. Sorry for everybody listening at home. We got our data guy. Somebody screaming. 107. It out. You're totally right. You were totally right. Someone screaming is like, it's 107. Right. Some guy with blue face is, uh, validated by Google. Yes. 115,000 was, was the record. It's, it's like double, it's double Soldier Field. No. That's insane. And, and, and because there's nothing else to root for in Michigan, no offense to anybody that. What about the Lions? Lions are getting better. Ooh. Lions are getting Tigers, better. Ooh. Tigers are rough. Red Wings. Ooh. Tigers are rough. Red Wings are, are rough. Actually, the funny thing about the Red Wings, I think we talked about this last time I was on the podcast. I, I give my friends shit about this all the time because they're always like, yeah, like, look at all the rings that we have. Look at all the Stanley Cup championships. I'm like, your Stanley Cup championship from 1937 right. is so irrelevant. Barely. So my irrelevant. grandpa doesn't even remember that shit. No, <laughs> no. I'm like, yeah, I know they've won some more recently. But don't the Hawks have like, one of those too? Yeah, but that's but we, we talk about it's a 11, wash. 13, and, and 15. Of course. Right? Those are the ones and that, was that we talk about. That's at like, least somewhat relevant. That's, that's a dialogue. At least yeah. we, were alive, we were alive to watch it. You got sure. a reason to be a douchebag and, and, like, and flaunt that. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Fan. And they, they were like, oh, you can flaunt those three Stanley Cups all you want, but like we have like twice as many rings. And I'm like, bro, it's so irrelevant. Like, bro, yeah. that like, was back when uh, the fucking Cold War was going on. Nobody gives a fuck. World War II. I mean, <laughs> like, it's just like no one, like, there was like eight teams in the league. Like, right. what are we, right? Like, Our best player had to go eight. fight Nazis. <laughs> yeah, like, what? It's just That was even a thing, like, in the major leagues, bro. Even in baseball, I'm sure it was probably the same in, in hockey. Like, there were guys that even... Well, we talked about it before, League of Their Own, where uh, in World War II, the Rockford Peaches, there was an was like all-women's team. There was no men baseball because they all had to fight or be in the Army or whatever the fuck. So they had like all these women baseball leagues. They made a movie about it, League of Their Own. There's no crying in baseball, Tom Hanks. That's sweet. Yeah. That's sweet. Rosie O'Donnell. It's a good movie. This episode is brought to you by Tom Hanks Think Tank in Hollywood. Bush, Bush Light. Bush and Bush Light. And Bush Light. But on a lower, uh, lower um, level. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I wanted to dive back into the pizza if we could. Yes. What was your pick for your favorite deep dish? And did yes. you agree with my point that deep dish is a rare item and you kind of only get it when it's like a special occasion or like a company come into town, you're showing it off a little bit? 100%. It's a staple. 100%. You it's, get it all the time. Shouldn't be. Th- it shouldn't be. No, I mean staple in the sense that it shouldn't be thrown around casually. It should be used for special occasions, right. like you yes. mentioned. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, I'm going to say uh, Gino's yeast simply for that's just what I what I grew up in yeah. or on. Yeah. Um, I think all the other deep dishes are awesome. I mean, I'll just take I'll take any pizza, really. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I got some beef with Uno's 
for sure. Okay. Got some beef with Uno's. Well, that would imply that you had to have faith in Uno's pizza. No, that's kind of a... a Here's my my thing. So we we had uh, a friend from Ohio met him online, actually. Okay. Mr. Stony Boy. Shout out Stony Boy. Shout out to Stony Boy. He ended up... He he lives in Ohio, and he one weekend was like, fuck it. I'm going to drive over to Chicago. I want to meet you guys. I'm like, all right. That's sweet. crazy. Like, so you met him Stony. playing it's like, video games? You're sure you're met a 13-year-old girl, right? Met him online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Continue. Um, <laughs> so he shows up. He shows up. Did and he he's catfish like, you guys? He's like really fat or something? No, well, no, no he wasn't. Very normal. He never tried to uh, hide that. <laughs> no, if you if you guys listened to him like and, and had conversations with him, he was, he was a very... He was a homie? Very just like normal, normal... Our age kid. It'd be know? funny if his avatar was like a ripped guy, like shirtless with the abs, and then he gets there, he's just like a fat, you know, like video gamer. No, so, so he shows up and he's like, I've never had Chicago style deep dish. Yeah. This is like, uh, we're getting some. That's and awesome. We were downtown. We saw Uno's and we're like, fuck it. They're like, we'll, we'll go to Uno's. And we wait for this pizza for like an hour, 45 minutes, which is just absurd to begin with. And then we're thinking, we're like, ah, you know, maybe they're a little busy. They're a little backed up. And then they bring it out and it's burnt, like to a crisp. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, it's burnt. You left it in the fucking oven for an hour and 45 minutes. It's not just well done. Yeah, it was forgotten about. No, it was like black. And they were so busy and their customer service was so bad. And they we're like yeah we're like we can make you another one i'm like well are we gonna sit here for another hour 45 oh yeah like for another one so we were like just forget it and at the end of it it was like you know a hundred something bucks for a couple <laughs> deep dish pizzas that were burnt to a crisp and we we're like i'm so sorry stony like this is not it's not deep dish so i never so he never, never got again. the experience never uh i think we we ended up going to to lose uh the next day okay but uh good decision but yeah, it was. Not, we just got beef with Uno's. Never, never again. <laughs> Saying so. got beef with Uno's is funny. It's almost like you got like an Italian beef sandwich or something. You know, the way you say it is interesting. But so, if I remember, I was gonna. I never made a clip for your episode because it was like too long ago. But I actually did make one, and I had this like really, really intense Photoshop that I did. With like me and you working in a Domino's pizza nice. or Little Caesars pizza, nice. and like it was this whole thing about. Uh, how you scammed the pizza people. That was like what my first like kind of rough draft yes. for a clip was. I wonder oh if I could God. post that for this episode. Maybe that'd be Did you fun ever, button. I don't know, and I, I won't tell it again, but how we just scammed Domino's. It was great. Please do great. tell it again. I think it I like listened to the episode, but I hack. forget. Yeah, so you, my wait, roommate. Is it the hack that you order pizza to the house like next door or two doors down and they say, oh, I don't, I didn't fucking order this. And you, you hop out of your fucking front door and say, oh, I'll take it off your hands for 10 bucks. Close. Bucks. Almost, but, but better. Um, are Domino's in a college town. How would that work, Ryan? I feel like that's like a horrible idea. <laughs> I actually was told that I was given that uh, directed by Steve from Yeah Board Chop when I was like 12 years old. Checks out. So, hey. Usually you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. <laughs> hey, he's not wrong, Cotton. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. No, no. So, so pretty much um, it was... My 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 roommate would order his pizza in a Domino's in a college town. Like just the service overall, it's never going to be good, no matter what. It's always going to be late, and it's something's always going to be fucked up with the pizza. 
because it's a bunch of students That's working. It's a bunch of students. You're ordering a pizza at 2 a.m., you know, whatever. Right. And it would, he is allergic to tomatoes. So made it very clear. It's like, I have an allergy, allergic to tomatoes. So they would come like 35 minutes later after he would order it. And their policy was if they don't deliver it like within an X amount of time, you get the pizza for free. Right, of course. So he would always get the pizza for free because they would always be late, which was one thing, but they would always then deliver it with sauce. Right. right and right, he right. was like, I have an allergy. I can't eat this. And they were That's like... That's a lawsuit we right have, there. And they're like, so... We're so sorry. Fuck getting a job. We'll send, we'll send you another one. So then he would end up getting his pizza without sauce, and then I would get the pizza with sauce, and we paid nothing. This was yeah. a, We did this a handful of times. It was very good. It was just two pizzas for free, like, multiple times. Yeah. As was, long as you don't get greedy, you don't, you don't over-embellish. No. You do it once every month, no, once you, every two you had, months. It was, you, would only, you could only do it on, like, a Friday or Saturday night when you knew it was, like, crazy busy. Right, 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 right. Um, right, right. You knew that they were going to be late. There's probably just these kids are frantically making these pizzas, just panicking. Right. And uh, it was good. Because that's kind of key to the whole plot. Like, it has to be late because then he also feels worse because he's late and he fucked up the pizza. You know, it's like a double win. I think the only thing we would pay for was we would just tip the tip the driver. We're like, thanks, man. As you should. Yeah. As you should. As you Ryan, should. Ryan and I both know as former pizza boys. It's vets. Vets in the game. It's good. I respect that as a former pizza boy. I respect that. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't it's even. Not his me. fault. He didn't make the pizza. Maybe he did. Actually, no. I think actually. Well, even if he did make the pizza, thanks for fucking it up because you're just getting us free pizza. So fell right into our plan. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's funny that you were saying you love pizza. We talked about pizza in the last one. We we talked about pizza on this one. <laughs> you really do love pizza. Well, so so you, uh, I I know you've talked about it before, like some delivery stories. I know my buddy, yeah. my college roommate had a pretty bad uh, experience with delivering a pizza in Kalamazoo, which led to him not being a delivery driver anymore. Right. But um, <laughs> good decision. Yeah. He, you know, delivered pizza in a not so great area and some guy pulled a gun on him and said, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, I'll give you some pizza. And the guy was like, give me the fucking pizza and leave. And he's like, yes, yeah, sure. So there, there's that. Um, That's a good enough reason. Um, I'd say there's, there's a lot. <laughs> pizza for life. The threshold yeah. for, for, for sure. deciding to quit delivering pizza is probably lower than that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't. I, I wanted to see if if there's any other crazy stories that you you guys could think of. What do you got, Forcey? Anything? Top of the head. I got I got one story. Top of the head. Um, when I was uh, pause, when I was delivering for VMV, uh, delivered to this guy a few times, and he was he was pretty well known as as that guy. Um, right in downtown Bartlett, he would be like, go to the back door, like pull up to the back door, pull in the driveway, whatever. And I delivered this guy probably three or four times and went in the back door and it was like, he had like two or three pit bulls that were like literally trying to fucking kill me. (laughs) And he'd be like, he would be like abusing his fucking dogs at the same time. Like, get the fuck out of here. Slapping them, like fucking whisking them away. And then he'd be like, oh, no need to worry. Like, come in. And I'm like, (laughs) no, actually I'm good. Yeah. But no, I'm worried. you know you're worried. you're you're trying to be polite, trying to be respectful. Okay, yeah, I'll come in. I'll, I'll set it on the counter, whatever. One time, it was I had been here before. I knew it was kind of a a risk factor at this guy's house, <laughs> and this guy fucking answers it 
without fucking pants on. He's in his fucking underwear. And I'm, I'm literally like, dude, this is going to be a fucking Netflix documentary in five years. <laughs> the, the confidence is awesome. Because you know respect. you don't have pants on. And I'm like, how the fuck? What the fuck is going on in your brain? Where yeah. you think that that's like acceptable behavior yeah. in society. It doesn't matter where the fuck you are. It doesn't matter what country you're in, what what uh, what the standards are, whatever. You answer your fucking door and like this dude is like in his fucking underwear and he's like, oh, oh, just relax. You know, like, don't worry. Like, put it on the counter. I'm like, I'm okay, a nice guy. Let me get the fucking signature and get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. And never went beyond that. Was never... Too threatened, maybe because I wasn't too much of a target. Right, is there something uh, you're not telling us? Okay, not, I got molested not, on a. You're not cute enough. Not cute <laughs> enough. Bro. Yeah, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I was like, wait, don't you, don't you want to like? Was it come to think of it, I don't remember a few of my deliveries. I must have that night. It blocked. Come to think of it, I'm actually there. a prime target. Uh, but that was probably the that was probably <clears> the pretty weirdest crazy. shit I ever saw delivering pizzas. As a delivery boy, you know, if you're like the closing guy, you're there till midnight or whatever, and there's it's definitely a part of you when it's like you see like you know like uh, Nicole Johnson, like uh, oh my god, maybe it's gonna be like a naked lady at the door answers or like you know you kind of fantasize <laughs> like oh something's gonna happen. Of course, nothing ever happens. You see a fucking weird guy with his pants off. There's no there's no lady with her pants off. You know, obviously, but unfortunately, sadly. I think twice I smoked weed with the people. Yeah, I, I would to. I would I would deliver that a lot of places sick. like there were probably more times than I could remember where people were having like a party and they were like, yo, have a beer with us. And I would like right. shotgun a beer, like drink <laughs> a beer it. and hang out for like ten <laughs> minutes. Not? Underage drinking and driving. <laughs> and I was like, bro, at this time I was probably like there was times when I was like seventeen and they were like, yo, have a beer with us. And That's like, insane yeah. to do, right? And they were cool as fuck and I knew that like they weren't gonna like snitch on me. So I was like, Yeah, I'll, I'll right, hang out course. and have a beer for That's a minute. cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah so, when- so I had I, I got a lot more good stories than bad about delivering pizzas, but it's definitely an adventure. Right? It's definitely an adventure. You never know what That's the fuck what's so cool get. about it. Yeah, you're you're doing random shit. But yeah, so one time I got invited inside. And I don't know if it was like a, hey, I don't have cash for a tip, but would you want to do this instead? I can't remember if it was that or if he did. I think he did tip me. But anyways, I'm sitting at the, like, right in the living room. So I got a blowjob from this guy. <laughs> it's not gay. It was for <laughs> compensation. Trade, Judge me trade. if you want. Trade to trade. But no, so we're sitting there and he, he had like a joint or something like that. We're kind of smoking real quick. And uh, and then his girlfriend or whatever like walks on the stairs with laundry. And just kind of does like a double take like. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> he's like, he's the pizza guy. And she's like, what the Dude, fuck, what the are, you fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's so funny. And she's like, all right, fine. Like, puts the laundry down, like, joins us. It was hilarious. I, and I was kind of like, okay. So you guys are jerking each other weird. off in the garage, and she's like, yeah, let me join you. And you just, no. Tag team. And then the other Ronnie, time, the other time, on, I was definitely. Honesty like, hour. That didn't happen. 15 or, no, I was driving. So 16 or 17, young still, but. Went to this house. It was these three guys, like late forties, fifties, and they're watching like a UFC fight in their garage. It's just like three or four guys, and they're all super drunk. And they're like, "Pizza guy," you know, they're like screaming down the block, and they're like, like just banging on the garage and stuff as I'm pulling up. They're like, "You're the man, dude!" They're like freaking out, right? And I'm like, "Oh, cool," you know. I'm making jokes and everything, and. And they're like, come on, dude, do a shot with us. Do a shot with us, kid. Come on. You know, we won't tell anybody. You know, again, I'm like, I'm driving, but I'm like, okay, you know, this is kind of cool. Again, I'm bored. It's, I'm He's like, myself. I've already had five tonight. Trust me. I'm, I'm no. good. 
So I do the shot. I think it was like vodka or something like that. And then they're like, oh, dude, you're so cool. You're cool. You know, whatever, blah, blah. Like, would you be interested in uh, some marijuana? And I'm kind of like, ah, yeah, fuck it. You know, I'm already in this deep. And he pulled up this like tin foil with like a straw and like put the weed in that. And I was kind of like, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> no, it was weed, but uh, it was, they just they didn't the have a, a shit, though. pipe or something. I don't know. It was kind of crazy, but. Yeah, that was nuts. That was like a weird one. I, I feel like Sorry. delivering pizzas builds character. I'm just character. remembering this. Drew's whole point. Thing. God, fuck. Then I really to bring it all to bring it all together. Drew's point is delivering pizzas builds character. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good stories, a lot of bad stories, but at the end of the day, glad to have been a delivery boy. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that was a good got me good at directions. Oh, right. That's you know, like, lesson lesson 101. If you get a gun pulled on you, just offer the man some pizza. Give him the pizza. <laughs> Offer it out. Just get you some suck pizza. them off and uh, go on your right. go on your merry way. <laughs> I mean, not that I would know from experience, but I'm just saying. Speaking of just weird people, yeah, Chicago. Chicago's got yeah. a lot of fun weird people. Yeah, what do you got? A lot of crackheads on the train. <laughs> a lot of crackheads on the train. There's one yesterday. I got stories. Literally, literally yesterday. Um, just me and this this guy. I don't know, and we're we're just sitting next to each other on the train, and there's uh, a crackhead in front of us doing the, you know, the inflatable things outside of like uh, car washes, wacky waving inflatable arm. Yeah, you know the ones that do that (laughs) fucking weird thing just on the train, like right in front of us. He's just. Just oh, so he's not getting paid for it. It's just, just like yeah, he's just, he's not, doing just, it. just, just, just total crackhead. Just right, no shit. Like we're sitting here, he's a foot. He's just, just doing, going nuts. So me and this guy were sitting next to each other, and and he pulls out, he pulls out a, a thing of gum. He like grabs a piece, and then we just had that that awkward moment where he was like. You want a, you you want a piece because he knew like what what was going on in front of us like was just so like what the fuck is happening and when he offered me a piece both him and I just started dying we just couldn't couldn't keep it and we're like what the fuck is going on so is this on CTA or Metro yeah uh, CTA CTA what so, red line or what blue line okay blue line blue line's not that blue line's not terrible. not terrible Depends red line what time of day. red line is definitely crazier than than the blue line but the blue line. Like, it got delayed one day for, like, 20 minutes because some guy, it was on my fucking cart, and he some was, Some selfish like, motherfucker wants to kill themselves. Or or beat the shit out of some other dude. Like, he... he <laughs> or that, yeah. That's they're they're mouthing off, they're mouthing off, and then the one guy gets off the train, and everybody's like, God, thank God the one guy leaves. And then uh, the guy that's still on the train just yells, yeah, that's right, walk away, you bitch. And like, it wasn't even that bad. But the guy just immediately turns around. Gets oh my world God. star moment! <laughs> gets back on the train, and they just start going after each other. So then Whoa. everybody's like, so like scream, like get the fuck off the train, blah yeah, blah. Yeah. It's halted. The cops gotta come. Like they oh, they escort him and everything. And when the cops escorted him, like everyone on the train was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's now five thirty. I should have been home like twenty minutes ago. Like. Fuck you, like at angry commuters. I, I was one of them. I'm like, are you fucking angry commuters? Like, and just get off the, the train. Just in the presence the of police, though, right? Yeah. If they're not in the presence of police, they'll shut their fucking mouth because they don't want to get shot or get stabbed or yeah. whatever. Yeah. As soon as the police show up, they'll they'll voice their opinion. Yeah. I've, I've been true. there. Once it's handled, yeah. 
So that that was everybody was flipping. You those ever guys seen somebody off, smoking but, crack on the train? I literally witnessed that. No, I, in not, Chicago on I the red line. Seen it directly, but I'm not surprised. Red line is uh, what is it? If you ever want to like? find that out, if you ever if you ever care to uh, to have that experience, ride the red line past 8 p.m. Yeah, I I experienced that when I was a junior in college. Damn, That's I would impressive. ride the red line back. I would ride the red line at like fucking one two a.m. Looking back on it, it was fucking stupid, but like that's what I was. I'm, I'm like, that's impressive. Bro, there that are motherfuckers that I'm. I'm so time. surprised and I'm impressed at myself that I didn't get fucking stabbed. Or yeah, the fact that you're here right now is kind yeah, of amazing. So many times, like even like, but uh, <laughs> seen a lot of shit. I seen I seen some crackhead start talking to me, talking about. Uh, she's like, oh, you don't give a fuck about me. Like, she she was going off for like ten minutes talking to herself, and then she. Like, I made the mistake of making eye contact with her, right, which is, like, right. CTA 101, look down and don't don't yeah. even, like, acknowledge yes. anyone. And uh, I was on I was on that line for, like, one too many, one too many stops. And this, this woman was just like, oh, you think you're better than me? You think this and that gets in my fucking face and this and that? I'm like, whoa. She moved towards you? Yeah. Oh, that's not even the first time. I mean, bro, even like riding the CTA bus, even in uh, downtown, like right right across the street from Water Tower Place in Gold Coast, at 7 a.m. going to work, I, I, I met and had an interaction with some fucking crackhead where he was like banging on the fucking glass. You know those, uh, the vestibules that you're waiting for the bus or whatever? Yeah, yeah. This guy's like on the other side of the glass and he's like banging on the glass like, oh, give me money, give me money. I need help. I need help. And I'm like, sorry, man. And I kind of disregard him. He took it as disrespect, of course, as any fucking crackhead would. Takes offense to anything that he possibly could take offense to. Gets in my fucking face and like, he's like looking at me, threatens me. He's like, and then he kind of has this moment of reckoning where he's like, you know what, man? I'm sorry. I'm a fucking drug addict. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I need some help. I need some help. I'm like, sorry, dude, I can't help you. He's like, all right, man. Waddles on down the road. Literally, I thought I was probably half a second away from getting fucking stabbed at 7 a.m. going to work. Crazy. Yeah. On like a Tuesday or some shit. Right. Yeah, right. I got in. In like, downtown Chicago. Yeah, the loop. I was, I was me, like yeah. near 900 North Michigan, like some yeah. of the nicest fucking real estate in Streeterville, Gold Coast. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, bro. It's it's all over the place. I got in, nobody's safe. Yeah. I got into the office. This happened this week. Yeah. Yeah. It was like on Monday or Tuesday. Got into the office and my, my coworker, he was kind of laughing about it because, you know, it, the, he's like, dude, you, you almost lost your head today. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, you like, seriously, for, for real. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, you walk past the one. The one like homeless dude on on you know so and so corner, and he had like one of those like crazy large like industrial rubber bands apparently. And I guess when I walked past him, he like stretched it out and was just aiming Whoa. directly at my head. And like, not that it would have fucking done anything, like, bro. It, hot right. take, but it, it, it's just a rubber band. But it was just funny because he's like, dude, I just watched the whole thing, and he was just pointing and aiming at your head for a good like five, ten seconds. And you were just, just walking past. Well, I had my headphones, and I'm walking like. But I was, that's I really was your strategy. That's the best strategy is like, like pretend like you don't even know what's going on. I, and most of the time, even if people have in, bad intent, they won't act on it 
if you act like you don't know what the fuck is going on. If you address them, that's when it really comes to a right. front. Right. But no, as it's long like, as like you act, like, I know where I'm going. Know going. I know where I'm going. Like you're not bothering I, I no walk, one. I walk like I know where I'm going. I mean fucking business like this. And and I'm aware. Like I I saw him walking behind me, but I didn't turn around fully to see him fucking aiming whatever at my head. Could but, you imagine uh, if you turn around and just boom right in the face? What yeah. do you do? Do you fight the guy? You don't want to fight a homeless guy. No, no. I I, I would pretend like That's nothing, a lot of pride nothing though. Ever happened unless unless he Schwartz like, would have fought the homeless guy. Unless he full blown <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> would be physical. dead. That would be a John Doe. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> as of X date, <laughs> he would he would have to get pretty physical for like I've never been I've never been. Uh, physically assaulted or no. like had a physical confrontation with somebody they've all they've gotten very close I've, they've gotten very close yeah. multiple times probably five plus times yeah. where people have gotten in my face and like almost like they're asking me to like give them a do reason something exactly give them a reason to do something for sure and i'm like so close to like you know what i really want to fucking make an example of you but i'm a i'm a civilized person i live in a fucking i'm not homeless so I'm not going to stoop to your level, although I'm so fucking tempted to like do something. But I've never, I've never had that interaction. I've never had to file a police report, anything like that. I and, feel like that's yeah. And and the the more you live in Chicago, the more time that you spend in Chicago, you kind of learn that is like it's not worth it, right? It's not no. even worth the fucking time. No. No, uh, on two fronts. And don't get me wrong. There's there's a couple guys that like I know on my walk to work that uh, are homeless or whatever, and and they're really cool dudes. Don Don exactly. on the corner of my building every morning. He's a cool dude. We have a quick conversation while I wait for the light to turn. You know, like super chill, super chill. Good dude. morning. He, God bless you. Yep. Good morning. God have bless you. Have a great day. Never okay. ask for anything. God Never bless ask for you, anything. It's yeah. more of just a gesture. He sells like magazines. Um, you know, streetwise, kind of streetwise. Yeah, and it's like like very cool, very respectful dude. And I'm like like. You could tell that, like, he know he knows that he's not in a great position, but he also knows that, like, whatever the other guys are doing is not the solution, you know? Right. Um, and, he's, and I respect he's, that. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's super super cool dude. Um, and uh, but it's a, what yeah. really what really pisses me off is the homeless people that are entitled to your money. That's what I got an issue. Yeah, with. and don't get me wrong. Like, there's definitely some people that like genuinely do need help and like i i don't there's wish, a distinction i don't wish that upon you know anyone there there is a distinction Ma- majority you know who are i think it's going half through. addicts half mentally insane or unstable or whatever you want to call and, it and i think mental illness they all they all definitely need need help but yeah like if it, some people if are it beyond came down, saving though in my if opinion it came, if it came down to it where like i i'm still gonna protect my myself um if it came to that I mean, situation. Yeah, You're not a shitty you know, person like, for caring about yourself more than right. you care about a crack on the side of What do you think about giving? Because when I saw Anthony in Nashville, he was talking about how he's like, I think this is like part of uh, the universe or religion or what you want to call it. And you're like, you, you should be giving back to people. But guess what's happening? Or giving to homeless people. But guess what's or, happened based on that trend in the past 12 years? Are there more or less homeless people in Chicago compared to 10 years ago? Yeah, of course. A lot fucking more. You just a lot you can't, more people. You can't do it. I, yeah. I remember I... There's one time. Because then it becomes an expectation. One time. An entitlement. A, a long time ago. And we got uh, we got this guy McDonald's. Walked it up to him. And he was like, 
what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? I'm like, really? Like, really? That's and I'm why like, you don't do it, dude. Like, this is why you don't do it. Like, I, the, the <laughs> few times, the you few want times, a medium rare steak and this isn't because some shit. In, in, I'm not, I'm not some fucking saint Ivor- from above. There's you're not an ivory no, tower like, bag, yeah. I've uh, more times than you'd think. I've found uh, cash on the ground walking to work, um, which is weird. But like, I found a fuck ton. I found like maybe sixty bucks like, of cash uh, in different intervals. But, like, that's been, like, my thing with, with my boy Don on the corner where, like, Beautiful. I just happened to find it on the road. And I, I gave him, it was one morning, it was, like, 17 bucks kind of, like, crumpled up. And I gave it to him. And I was just straight up with him. I was like, dude, no shit. Literally found this in the street, like, two blocks back. He's like, you're fucking kidding. I'm like, no. And, like, he understands. Like, I'm like, this is, like, I I don't, like, and when I'm walking and I find that 17 bucks, like, I don't, I don't need it. Like, I, I don't exactly. need it. But... Outside of that, I'm not going to, like, go out of my way because at the end of the day, like, I do have bills to pay for. And, right. Like, I can't, like, I can't, I, I'm not really in the position you don't to, to actually, I'm not, that's why I'm saying, I'm like, I'm not actually in the position to be doing that. Whereas, like, if I found this, like, I yeah. wasn't really supposed to find this in the first place. So, like, whatever. Right. Right. So that's why I'm saying I'm not some fucking angel, that's like angel even, from yeah, above. Exactly. But, you know, it's like, whatever. It's I, I'm just going to pretend like I didn't even find it. And it's it's better that he found it. Right. Yeah, because it'd be like buying coffee, another coffee every day. You know, it's like you're yeah. giving this person a little bit of money. And this guy just needs five or ten or twenty people every single day to do that. Just give me a couple bucks here or there. But then the argument is, and I hate to be devil's advocate here, but... Let's say somebody stands on the side of the road and they make enough money to sustain themselves and live a comfortable life to be able to sustain whatever the fuck it is, whether it's a drug habit or whatever the fuck is the reason that they're on the street. Are you helping that person by contributing to that? That's my argument is like, yes, I think there's a place for social advocacy and you should donate or you should donate your time. even Donate time even more than money. For people who genuinely... And go, ha, yeah, right, yeah. and go to go to places where there's a soup kitchen where they're actually there for the right reasons. They're yeah. there to eat. They're there to get food. They're there to like sustain Side. themselves. But when somebody comes up to you on the side of the fucking road and they're like, "You're, I'm entitled to your money because, oh, you're they they make an right. assumption it's, of you. It's the McDonald's. Like, it's the McDonald's guy. It's like like. If you're McDonald's not gonna, guy if you're not what, like Chicago and State or like where it, it was where Chicago, t- it was Chicago. Yeah, it was it was downtown. It was uh, Chicago and State, right old, off Michigan. Old, it was actually old. It was old town. It was old town, and and it was McDonald's, and it was like it, it was like a Big Mac with with fries and a drink. And he, when he said like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with that?" I'm like, "Oh, what you want? You want cash so you can go like?" Yeah. I'm like, "Dude, like." Yeah. When's the last fucking time you had a Big Mac? Like, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It's just don't crazy. bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not like you're like, asking right. for praise to like, but it does oh, go. It does go to your great guy. But yeah, no. At, someone gives you a fucking meal when you're starving on the side of the road. Why the fuck are you having uh, yeah. privileges or having uh, any sort of preferences? Right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm above this. Pickers can't be choosers. Yeah, you're not. Pickers can't be choosers. Exactly. Exactly. He was like, he's like, I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm like, dude, you're you're. You fucking do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You need it, yeah. So uh, I saw, you know how it's like a new trend where um, 
I was leaving Home Depot at work, and there's like at, at the big uh, stoplight intersection, people will stand kind of like on the medians or whatever the fuck now, just like in suburban. Yeah, they're doing it right. Even it's out like, here, even in Barlet, people do that shit. Yeah, I'll do yeah. the same thing. But anyway, so I'm I'm out at work, and I'm leaving Home Depot, and I'm I'm turning left, so I'm, I'd be basically right where the homeless person would be standing, or the person begging for money would be standing. Right, nobody's there, but there's a big gallon Ziploc bag on the ground, right. Mm-hmm. And inside of it is like um, toothbrush, uh, soap, deodorant, like all that kind of shit, like toiletries, right? Uh, Granola bars. Like it was like a somebody made like a care package, right? That's sweet. And this person, whoever got it, left it in the grass, didn't take it, didn't take any of the food, didn't take any of the stuff. Yeah, they were coming back though. Went through it and pulled. No, no, there there was like condensation inside the bag like it was it was you tell it was sitting there for a while it was there as trash the person had gone through it and just like left all the shit there and just like this yeah whoever gave them that put a lot of time and effort into doing that and they must have seen this person a lot or maybe they just made a bunch of them and like give them or they at least at the very least gave a fuck gave a fuck enough to give to this person and this person goes oh i don't want any of this i want money to buy drugs or alcohol right i mean that's that's what happened right i mean yeah clearly and that just that set me off the rest of the day. The homeless thing I, I get fired up about very easily. Uh, I've been talking I'm about on, with people the same for boat a as long you, time, but I, at the same time, I also understand like if you if you are going through some sort of a mental health crisis yeah. and like That's you what don't I want have a lot of family, everything, with. and like yeah. you you make a couple of bad decisions and then like you get kicked out of your house and then you lose your job. You know, like I can see and how it happens. Right? Situations that I can see how it happens. None of us can that completely of course, of relate course. to, right? <laughs> We are somewhat privileged in the sense that we oh, grew yeah. up in stable households. That oh, yeah. We didn't really have a reason to resort to that. To I had the shit. most stable house. I had the best childhood probably out of anybody that I even know. Right? Like, I, I feel like you, I remind you, you of that pretty frequently. <laughs> I would say you would Equivalent. sort of rival me. Yeah, exactly. Like, you might have had the better childhood. Almost, you know, like, we, we, I mean, <laughs> parents are married. Like you, good were, house, you were just as privileged, except you lived on a golf course or something. Yeah, like, yeah, you lived on, yeah, right. Your, your parents went to the golf course eventually. But I, I, uh, I think, but does and, that mean that it's your fucking job? Right. I, I think that's, that's my, my, always my very discreet argument where it's like, I'm, I'm never, gonna deny that i grew up in a stable household i am i am, that you priv- had it I am than very some. very privileged yeah. i know that i know that but even though you're not like, as privileged as some people rich. you weren't you weren't rich, like right. it was so you had a good valley family. like you, right. you didn't grow up in the valley in california and right. like right but it's like don't make millions of dollars oh but but now it's but now it's my fault right because i was pri- like and i think that's the fucking problem and the more people contribute to that i think the worst problem is going to get you live in you look at these uh cities that are run by people who are very much apologists to that kind of lifestyle, they're supporting that shit. Yeah. They don't care about getting people off the street. People don't give a fuck about actually helping people and telling you, you know what the best way to help somebody on the street is? Tell them, you know what? You're letting yourself down. Get the fuck up and make something of yourself. Although that's a hard decision, although that's a hard conversation to have, that's what people need, right? I actually saw an awesome clip uh, on YouTube Shorts. It was this guy who owns a uh, um, da, 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 what was it? He he owns like a motel, a couple of different motels. But he found this guy on the streets, and he was like, "I'll make you a deal." He's like, "I'm going to take you to Walmart right now. Like, I'm going to buy like pick out just a few things of clothes, like some nicer outfits, like a nice polo and like some nice pants." And he's like. If you go to like 
then like that Walmart management and like apply for a job. He's like, I'll pay for your first like few months rent, like in the motel like Beautiful. type area. And he was like, and then once like you start getting your checks, he's like, it, it's all on you. Right. And like, gotta be able I to thought that was like in this world. It, yeah. And overall, like I think he, he spent maybe 30 to 40 bucks on like the clothes in Walmart. He paid, uh, it was like, nine hundred dollars for the first like two months like rent so like don't get me wrong this guy was definitely in a position but like overall like not he didn't really go out of his way like yeah, not a ton of money like too much for considering he owns however many you know but at like, least it's it's a but thought in, it's a in the consideration guy, but the guy was like super he was like thank you so much and and like the 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 one guy, he like he he realized it. He's like, "This is my opportunity." It's like, oh, take yeah. it. and he's and and he did it. And like, I don't, I was you like, could change your life with that." And it's like, yeah, that I felt like was a really. <clears throat> he's like, rather than just giving you cash, he's like, "I'm gonna buy you like a nice polo, nice pants, and now you're gonna walk in there and you're gonna apply for this job." Right. I'm know? gonna give you an opportunity, which is more than Teach any amount fish. of money that yeah. exactly, which is more than any amount of money could do for a person that's. In that right. situation. Right. Then you have the Steve will do it version of that video where he finds a homeless guy and like just gets him drunk get on. Gets him hookers and shit. Yeah. Literally, right, go to the strip club and like all that type of shit. And you're just like. It's, it's like, the same lifestyle that got him. Give him a haircut. Give him a fade. You know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> some like, guy. Okay, great. Like, uh, it's so interesting. Yeah, give him a really well, great haircut. Both of them are better than way. anything <clears throat> I would ever fucking do because. That's true. I don't know. Yes, I personally true. believe life is hard. Life sucks. It's relatively hard. It's relatively harder for some people. But at the end of the day, if you're a grown-ass person, whether you're a man or a woman, you're a fucking adult, yeah. you grow up in this world, you live in America, you got no excuses. I was there just are about people, to say, I'm like, There are people in third-world countries excuses. that work yeah. much harder than you, that are much smarter than you, that don't even have the opportunity to, like, take advantage of that. Yeah. That would literally kill for that shit. And you're... But Don't then, squander it. Have right? you guys have you guys ever seen soft white underbelly on YouTube? Yeah, I've seen uh, no. I've seen Crazy. highlights of that. No. So basically, it's this guy who was rich. I think he owned like a marketing some company Vice, or something like that. Some off. Uh, I don't think he's from Vice. I think he just I feel like soft white underbelly is, or at least it's pretty related to Vice, right? I don't think Vice it's related to Vice at all. But anyways, this guy I think his name is Mark. He uh, got divorced and was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna like do something completely different." Moves out to L.A. Buys an apartment right above Skid Row, like right next to it, and then interviews like three or five homeless people every single day. Sometimes it'll be just a regular homeless person. Sometimes it'll be nice. like a prostitute. It'll be a, a, a the pimp to the prostitute, the guy who sells the drugs, a gangster, like just all these like street people essentially. Yeah, Skid Row doing, residents. Exactly. And before that, he w he would go around the country and take pictures of people, do portraits, and like learn about their story essentially, right? Yeah. And. Uh, he, he he has this crazy video where there's, there's all these uh, Appalachian people and the I've seen that they don't like they don't talk the same and one guy literally just barks like a dog he can't what? speak He's English mentally because they're, they're mentally so inbred they're inbred like 15 generations back and so like the youngest it's like Down syndrome crazy. squared this is insane it's yeah. insane bro yeah it'll it'll make you it'll make you squirm in the chair but uh, he, he was on Rogan incredible episode but my point is just that like. When you watch a video like that, or w with the prostitute who's living on the street, you're kind of like, you know, you can, fuck, you know, this is a real, this is somebody's life. It's not just like a homeless person. Like you can't, you can't, you empathize judge with the that same, person. Exactly, you yeah. empathize with the person. You realize the struggle they're going through, all that sort of stuff. But 
at the same time. Huh. Crazy. People should at the same time, right? if I was on a fucking, uh, if I was on the, the corner, uh, the corner piece of Vice Media, famous as fuck, and I had an opportunity, I would probably get my shit together. And if I didn't, it would be my own yeah. fault, right? right. Yeah, right. That's my perspective. Like, I don't know. I feel like everything that's going on with the whole homeless, I don't know, call it epidemic or... Uh, Plandemic. Trend that's going on in America and, like, maybe more in, like, California that is more... Politicized or just, or just collecting media. unemployment. That's another thing. Exactly. Too, it's like it's people that are just fine getting by with a check from the government and spending on fucking drugs, and they are just fine with that. And the people right. that institute that, they get paid six figures from the fucking government, and they will not have a job if they fix the problem. So it's in their own incentive. Yeah, I've heard about this, to this idea. To continue yeah. and expand that problem so they got more opportunities for their <laughs> own selves. Really, the moral of the story is our, the government's just so fucked up. <laughs> just, the moral just, thank story. you, Alec. Let's that that brings it yeah. home. That brings it Let's home. Let's change it. It's just the government's What do you watch on YouTube, up. Alec? What, what's your what's your like main couple channels or what's your flavor? So I'm a massive I'm a massive nerd. I'm a massive nerd. I'm wearing my Obviously. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about the hoodie. I'm wearing my my B00 100 uh, hoodie right now. He's a Minecraft YouTuber. Okay. Love that. Shouts out. Love that. Um, no. Damn, son. Where'd yes. you find this? Yes. It's E double O. Hit him up. Cool. He, uh, no, it, it just stuff like that. You still grind um, Minecraft pretty hard? No. I, I want to. It's so relaxing. That, I mean, if you're, if we're talking, Satisfying. if we're talking therapy, like make a fucking Minecraft server, defeat the, the, uh, the Ender Dragon, like, with your bo- with your boys like that's that's what's up no but uh no that, that, I, I that minecraft uh, music is just so soothing oh, it's so good it's so <laughs> i've heard good. that i've heard that from a lot of people like it's it's literally a therapy like, oh yeah people, i mean it's just it's so it's so simple like it just blocks plus just, you always loved legos blocks. you had like a million yeah. legos at your house as a kid yeah. yeah no that's there there's that um drew was playing with barbies when he was growing up i don't know if uh I don't know if he <laughs> spoke to... Uh, Whitty's house was the house where he had all the cool toys and you would go to his basement and it'd be like just bins, huge bins of Legos just like dump it out like, all right, we're building fucking... Yeah. I was a big Lego yeah, guy when good. I was when I, I was a little kid. Still have yeah. them. Still have them all. My, I'm, I'm very lucky because my mom is like, I'm storing them away and then when you have kids, you're going to pull these out. I'm like, my kids are going to be so lucky. They're going to be like, these are, these are oh, insane. Yeah. Like, Plus you're going to buy them the cool new ones too. Like It's going to be like double. It's going to be... You know, you got the vintage and you got the new uh new tech. I can't I can't wait new to make shit. my kids jealous. We're like, I'm gonna buy myself like the nine hundred dollar Death Star death and I'm star. gonna be like, You don't get fucking the fuck touch. out of the base. Like, get the fuck away from my Death Star and I'm gonna build it in front of them just to right. just to really soak just to it build in. character. But, uh, yeah. Um <laughs> here's your here's your twenty dollar mini model Death Star. I'm gonna build my, you know, black box version. But uh no, there, there's that. Uh, I'm really into Catan, the game, the board game. Right, you've told me about this. We got to do a Catan night. That'd be fun. Are, have you played Catan shorts? Uh, do you know? Do I'm you know familiar. I'm okay. familiar. So there's, but pretty much you, there's YouTubers for that, just strategy. And again, it's kind of just relaxing because it's So just explain a, Catan. It's basically it's a, a way hexagon to, shape, right? And there's yeah. little pieces. Some of them have different land types, it, right? And they the, have different qualities. It's, it's... What is Catan's like slogan? It's something like uh, build, um, 
it's like build attack and like it's some pretty much you have your it's small, like the manifest destiny you, in you, a in a board game you gather resources uh by wherever your like cities are on the hexes whatever you roll on the die you know you get those resources and then you put those resources back into increasing your empire and then the first person to uh like build their you know cities and roads or whatever to x amount of points wins gotcha. um, very cool so it's there's definitely a lot of strategy involved on like where you place your you know your cities and um depending on the frequency of different roles and, and stuff like that. How you spend but, uh, your resources most efficiently. How you spend your resources, um, you Very know, cool. all that kind of stuff. But uh, that's another relaxing one. Um, I don't really... I could see I that know. being very therapeutic. Like, you get your your sort of, like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sort of fidgety person, you know? Yeah. I feel like I could benefit from something like that where it's, like, you have something that's, like, easy but at at the task at hand where it's it's not super hard to figure out but it's, there's yeah. always something yeah. to do there's always something to build towards enough. it's also finding um youtubers that have a really good voice that's always helpful i know oh, that like yeah. almost like asmr uh like like yeah. um you know because when you're watching bwo and he has a very just normal soothing voice it makes it a lot easier to like um, late at night, I'm yeah. I'm just Pause. <laughs> I got that but, late. Uh, I was like, "What?" <laughs> but you know, when you're when you're laying in bed at night, you're about to go to bed, and you have that video. Makes on. it easy to turn the TV off and just drift sure. off. Yeah. For sure, uh, you can't watch definitely. a zombies Call of Duty zombies compilation video. Or, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm, I love Mr. Beast. I think he's very entertaining, but I'm not going to watch that before bed. That's just way too much energy for. Right, it's true. It's, it's like, it incites too point. much, like too much, like you said, energy. Oh my god, it's way too much. Um, that's but, very, cool. Uh, very cool. But no, what about I don't know. What about what about well Joe Rogan? I mean, you could watch oh, him yeah. on YouTube too. Um, yeah. Drew, you heard of Joe Rogan? I don't know if you. Yeah, I have heard of him. Yeah. Actually, ever, uh, ventured into that. Uh, I'm gonna. Realm? I'm gonna tangent again. Because please Joe do. Rogan obviously has gone very deep into conspiracy theories. And I would yes. love to talk conspiracy theories with you guys if you know <laughs> any. Everybody listening at home, I do not bring this stuff up. Everybody this else This is brings why it up. I showed up tonight. <laughs> Let's go. So I the one that I wanted to start with, I I have a note. I'm such a dork. I had a notebook. I wrote down a bunch of stuff that I, I, <laughs> I wanted it. to bring up. Um, I, love it. I love it. I love it. This I was talking about this with my with my boss because he brought it up, and I was joking with him. Uh, I was like, uh, like, oh, what about the moon landings, Paul? Like, you think the moon landing was was faked and everything? And he was like, it was 100 percent fake. And he's like hard set. Oh uh, he's like, yeah, right. Like hard it's not set. even like a debate. It's no. like this is fact to me. No, he was like, no. I, he's like, I, I dove pretty deep into it. He's like, it, it was fake. And I was like, please tell. I, I'm makes, like, I don't know. It I'm makes like, you think. I don't know because I don't fucking know. Why? Why? Why would my opinion on saying that it's real be any more true than? His? Sure. I'm like, I don't know who. It's but also, you were, you won't feel because you your parents it? and your grandparents' <clears throat> generation believe that shit. In America, bro. So Something, that's yeah. that's honestly what kind of really changed my opinion on the whole moon landing thing. Because I talked to my grandpa, who you yeah. talked to tonight, and I go, "Hey, when that happened, because he was alive, yeah. When that happened, what did everybody think?" And he goes, "He goes, I remember seeing on the paper, everyone 
standing around at work looking at it like this shit didn't happen and i went really what and he's like he's like he's like yeah he's like you know some people believed it but you know like everybody kind of thought it was fake and i was like holy shit you're not you don't you're not taught that part even when (laughs) right even when you hear about like the the computing power that they had and how like uh, like a fucking nintendo ds had more computing power than like not even just a little more but like like, way 100 times more and it's like yeah the fuck i if they if they did it Holy shit! Props, props to you guys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Great, great job. But <sighs> he, what he was talking about was. Um, Have you ever looked at any of the footage? It just looks weird. It's yeah. just weird. It looks it's just fake. Not, it's just not right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, what, what did he no, say? but it, so the, deep. it's the it was the, the the director of The Shining. Yeah, it's. Uh, no I don't shit. know if we've, we've heard Stanley Kubrick heard Shining yeah. with uh, Jack Nichols. So, Jack Nicholson. So, Nicholson. So no, Jack Nicholson was a fucking uh, golfer. Nicholas. Jack Nicholas is a golfer. Jack Nicholas. Is oh, a golfer. I'm tripping. Jack I got I got to reverse. Right. But here comes Johnny. But pretty much what what the whole conspiracy theory was with with this guy was um so he did the shining. Stanley Kubrick, I think is who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he he did the shining in uh which was uh written the book was written by Stephen King. Correct. And in the movie The Shining, there's this small clip that shows a red BMW that's like totaled, just beat to shit. Okay. And the main protagonist or whatever drives past this total be, totaled BMW in a yellow BMW and just drives past it. And it's a very quick scene in the movie. This is what what, what my manager was telling me about. It's like, okay. if you know, you know. And he what, what he was saying was it was pretty much a, like a metaphor for what he did to Stephen King's book because he Uh, blatantly disregarded Stephen King's book and put a middle finger to Stephen King. It was like, I'm going to write my movie or direct my movie how I want. And I don't give a fuck about your book. So Stephen King hates the movie because it's nothing like his book. I've heard of something like it. Yeah. So Dr. Sleep is the second one, I think. Right. So like, so then circling back and like, that's the type of guy he is. He's a very, I don't give a fuck mentality type of guy. Yeah. And this led to, um, he directed a movie with Tom Cruise about like the Illuminati. I can't remember what the title. Tom Cruise is a member of the church of Scientology. He's a fucking, uh, this movie is a fucking nut. He's a fucking himself. He's a nut. But the movie was about like the Illuminati. Right. And this director did all this, underground research about the Illuminati and he put all these scenes in the movie and it was like I guess eyes would, wide shut yes eyes wide shut and I guess like you would say eggs. quote unquote like the truth of the the like the Illuminati and it was like about about it right exactly well he goes to submit the movie to Hollywood and Hollywood goes oh no 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 you got you got to cut all these scenes right, out right cuz this is about us you got to cut all these scenes out and he's like Go fuck yourself. I'm not cutting these scenes out. This is my movie. I'm I'm gonna do that. Well then all of a sudden, whoa, who do you know? Wakes up found dead due to quote unquote heart attack in a right. hotel room, the director of the movie, and then a few weeks later the movie is released with all those scenes cut out of it. Wow. And and the reason why I'm circling and talking about this guy is because apparently there was 
uh, an interview or something where they joked with him and they were like, oh, what, like, what was, what was your craziest, you know, like directing decision that you made in your career? And he was like, oh, when the government asked me to do the moon landing. Damn. And he just flat out said it. Flat out, I think like I got it. wasn't scripted. I, I don't know if we got to find it, but the, everybody kind of thought he was kidding because he's kind of like a nut. Yeah. But I think what, he just straight up fucking said it. That's hilarious. He was just like, yeah, when I did the moon landing. That's so fucking crazy. And Damn. it's like, what? Like, Damn, it, So he also dude. did 2001 A Space Odyssey, which uh, a lot of people point to as like, you know, use those techniques on the moon landing. You know, it's right. a movie about space, right? Right. So it's like, it's all the same kind of... Uh, he mimicked what... Some people would say it was like was testing the fake out how to landing. do it. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, dude, a sixty-year-old, no prior health issues, found dead in a hotel room due to heart attack, and it's like he just knew too what much. What a coincidence! He knew too much. Yeah, he knew too much, and the government said, "Take him out." And that was back in the day when people didn't question the government like they do now. No, not you know? at all. Like back in those days, and not to even get to. <laughs> There's all these conspiracy to, to shit. To drill it even I, deeper, like I, I even JFK right now, assassination, yeah. like sure. that's getting brought up in the media. That's getting brought up in the mainstream media a little more nowadays. Like, now what the RFK, fuck do we our, actually our know? And what do we know only because our parents told us what was true? Because they were told what was true. Yeah, exactly. You know? There's even a there's even like a 2012 conspiracy theory going on like right now with this whole Oppenheimer movie, or um, because they were like. And like those, the rich guys in the submarine, like they know what's coming. They're they like they're actually just in hiding. They went to like hell. Like, no. It's such a dumb conspiracy theory, but <laughs> they were like, oh, they went into hiding, and like once this movie drops, like some shit's gonna go down. I'm like, okay, nothing's going sure. down. No, honestly, no, if anybody no, was that it's rich, just very funny. They wouldn't be that stupid to. They wouldn't need to orchestrate that because they could pay off all the all banks, all the fucking governments, right. and they could fuck off without the media attention right. coming to them and questioning what actually happened. Right. You know, it, it, I would say, yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, on a logical more, level. just a stupid one. It was, it was just kind of funny. Right. TikTok but it makes you think, you know, I saw somebody had Photoshopped a Gucci Mane album. They're like, if this was 2006, Gucci Mane would have dropped the Wappenheimer mixtape. <laughs> I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple memes like those. So what's what's crazy and is, is actually kind of cool is so since since COVID the, the movie theaters have been basically closed down, shut yeah. down. Like they're gonna they're all gonna go to business, right? But with Maverick to, Top Gun, they kind of brought movie theaters back, going out to movies a little bit. But since then, there's not really been that much good stuff. But with this Barbie and Oppenheimer thing, it's like become. I think there's a lot of marketing behind it and a lot of money behind it that people don't it's really a, notice. It's schemed. But it's also has kind of become a little bit of a meme and like a fun joke that people are doing naturally as well. But I think there's a lot of money oh, yeah. pumped into it. But still kind of cool. It's like, yeah, okay, let's do like a kind of really dark, weird uh, World War II movie and then also do like the complete opposite of that with Literally Barbie. the complete opposite. It's kind of genius. Drop it on the same day. It's like... The juxtaposition. We're going to bet on, yeah, 50-50. Like, you're going to go to the movies that day. You know, you might see this or you might see this, you know. And who knows? It, it could have been It could have been a coincidence, but then the two marketing teams were like, this is this is a chance. Like, let's I'm curious, yeah, if they planned it or if they're right. like, fuck it, let's just run with it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I've seen a ton of memes about it and yeah, the whole thing. I don't know. Are you going to see Barbie? What do you think? Oh, I'm definitely going to see it. I don't know if I'm going to see it tomorrow. But uh, what about Oppenheimer? Like, yeah, my girlfriend's de definitely no, forced uh, me to see that in the next two weeks. A really funny thing that I I never thought I would give a shit about when I was younger 
was like, you don't think about who directs the movies, right? You're like, I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe that's just me. I don't know. But like, when you're younger, you're like, you care about who's acting in it, who, right? Right. You're that's, like, that's what matters. But once you go care deep, about who's actually, it's like learning the it. producer of a song. You're like, oh, yeah. this guy DJ Premier is really good. You know, <laughs> right? Like, like the the actual person who wrote it compared to who sang it. Like, you're exactly and when you, and then let's say you start tracking them. You're like, wow, every song that that Inception, person has wrote is always good. So uh, that leads to Christopher Nolan. Yeah. 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 And like when I'm like my favorite movie is interstellar of all time and like oh, that yeah. the best movie. And then when you start to see then like his track record of all the movies that he does, it's like anytime a movie comes out now that is Christopher Nolan, I'm like, it's going to be a fucking banger. Oh it's yeah. going to be so good. No it's matter great. what. It's great. Um, and yeah, it's just funny. It's that's something that you, I never thought I would care about being younger. You don't think about that kind of stuff. But Tarantino now, like, definitely got me into like yeah. looking at directors. Tarantino is also fucked up in his own right. Though. <laughs> oh like, yeah, I mean that's a whole other tangent that I don't even want to get into. But like speaking of feet, <laughs> you know, you're picking up exactly what I was putting down. Exactly. Do you guys see the Margot Robbie thing where she's like, apparently the internet likes feet, and uh, if they're gonna see my movie, okay, apparently. I guess it's cool. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm I'm innocent as hell, and I don't know what's going on. But I'll with, sign a contract. Margot Robbie's so hot, dude. That okay, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh my God. What's up with the whole thing going around right now? Where like it's people are shitting call, on Margot Robbie, calling her like mid. I think. Are it's you just, blind? The internet just took it as a joke. It's like they better they'll ruin be. anything. I think you know? it was so incel Twitter. And I oh, have seen a, a bunch of, of they basically just take the worst picture of Margot Robbie and they're like, see, she's ugly. It's like, yeah, but it's a bad angle. You're being opportunistic. She's sweaty, exactly. But uh, yeah, Margot like, Robbie's so hot. Yeah, it's like, let, let's, Anyone let's of the, take a picture of Anybody criticizing her would would, uh, would buy her bath water. It's like when like, the <laughs> right, it's like, like when the, 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 the TikTokers were like, the Beatles suck. You know, it's like, they're just doing it to kind of troll one, two. They probably exactly. actually don't really like the Beatles that much. Because it gets, it gets clicks. But yeah, yeah. exactly. It's kind of yeah. like... It's a, controversial. Right. It's out of pocket. Yeah. That's good. The Beatles rule. Mario Robbie's hot. Um, I don't know. I don't really want to see it. I saw on Twitter Ben Shapiro is like a picture like in front of the poster. It's so He's funny like, that people give... Like that's that's the <laughs> center of uh, political debate right now is like dumbass fucking shit like that. So I don't funny. know if I saw this picture of, of, of Ben Shapiro. What it, What is it? He was just know. like... Uh, he had like a bucket of popcorn or whatever. He's like... My, you know, my staff made me uh, go to see this. That was a bad spirit, but no, it's, I, no, it's please continue. Good. Basically, the, he was I like, was "Pretty good." My staff <laughs> said that I should go see the movie for content. Blah blah blah. I didn't really, really want to go, anyways. You know, all this stuff. <laughs> I think Ben Shapiro, Loki, might be a homosexual man. Have you guys ever heard this theory before? I would. I've be heard surprised. the theory that like a lot of uh, hey, super hard is, right guys are actually super not good for him because homos. if he is if he is gay, he should just come out as gay, right? He shouldn't be like. But then he wouldn't be Ben it. Shapiro, and nobody would give a fuck about exactly. it. Exactly, and that's what's fucked up, and that's what's sad. That's what's it's sad. It's not bad or evil. It's just like does he what look, motivated? Does he look depressed and shit though? Like I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like it'd I feel be like pretty apparent if he was like hiding something though, and true. it doesn't really seem like he. I guess is. you're right. It seems like he's just his his persona <laughs> is like he's perpetually pissed off at the degradation of American society. Right, right. that's his kind of mo. Like, sure. okay, I grew up, I grew up in California back before things were fucked up and now everything's going on and I'm, I'm the last front of the savior of, I don't know, Western civil civilization that actually has standards compared right. to everybody else to the left and to the right. I do also feel like a lot of politicians delivery on like topics like that is just so poor. It's so poor. Like, yeah. 
I think like, yeah, like he they, and they a lot very of other people could do a lot better if they just, just articulated their yes, their thesis yes. a little better. I mean, fucking Donald Trump, like, dude, I like overall, the guy's an asshole. Like, and no, and there's no Correct. way of avoid avoiding that. And you right. still you have the country voted it. for him, right? If he could have, if he could have cleaned just up his act shut a little up, bit, just stop talking, just stop talking. But then he wouldn't be Donald Trump. Right. Exactly, I, that's the paradox. I, but that's that's yes, that is the paradox. And I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people like that where like overall, the 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 policies and like the ideology like make sense, but they are so bad yeah. at delivering it to I the agree. media. That's why I, hate I don't it. know if they do it on purpose. I don't know, right. but it's like, do they do it on purpose only it's because like, it's so out of pocket, a, so they get attention and they be, get clout right. that builds their their persona or is it because they're yeah, actually if Trump that didn't act touch. like that then if he acted a little bit more reasonably then he'd be the Ron DeSantis right and then he'd exactly. be exactly then he'd be the losing. second fiddle right get any exactly yeah. it's it's really interesting and I think that's that's an uncomfortable truth about American politics is it doesn't matter how good you are it so matters how popular you are what about this Anthony Weiner podcast I listened to like 15 minutes of it but I didn't get that far into it what do, is that do you know who Anthony Weiner is no he was a politician until what, like five years ago or something like that, 10 years ago. So when we were in like middle school, when we were growing up, this guy named Anthony Weiner, he's a politician. He got in trouble for sending dick pics to he's a, people. He's a, he was he's married. He's a predator. He's a sexual name, predator. Is his last name actually Weiner? Is yes. Literally. Yes. Yes. It is like the Literally. most fake. <laughs> like, like he couldn't even fake it. He did it to I didn't himself. Know if he just made that better. name up to no. like try to double down on it. No, he was destined he for like, it. So first it was just like he was consensually sending sexual pictures to people that he was no, no, not no. married to. No, no, no. At first, at first, that's what it was. Then later, I think he still kept his job. Then later, he got in trouble for sending pictures to minors, unsolicited to minors, I think is what happened. What unsolicited, there's no, there's no, there's no situation where you send a, so, where you abuse minors and it's non-solicited. The first time it was not minors. Minors cannot. The first time it was, it was just regular women. He was just cheating on his wife. Okay, well, regardless, even though it seems like you're regardless. Uh, you're you're in I'm just trying to get the facts hammered out. He is a pedophile. Even though obviously. Uh, you're He's in this guy's camp over here and you're defending I'm not him. in his camp. I'm just trying to set the stage properly. So Jeez. I sent I sent Drew I sent Drew this podcast of uh this guy that I I, I like and I support this guy Patrick Bet David. He runs a he he runs a insurance company, but he also has branched out to do podcasts and media He's a and type hard shit. right not super uh, hard political right. commentator. I wouldn't say he was Iranian he's originally, so he's but he's Christian, so he's got this Middle Eastern, but also Christian. But you know, interesting point of view. I think he's great. I think he's, he's I think he's fu interesting, funny. You know, blah blah blah. He's not hard right in the sense that like he's he's uh, very conservative Christian values. So right. that makes him hard right is what I would I, I right. would argue. I I wouldn't debate you on that. I would agree yeah. with you on that. He'll take some hard he stances had, on certain uh, things because of his okay. religious views. So he had this guy Anthony Weeder on his podcast, which just kind of is very recently. This was posted maybe like two days ago, um, and gets into this podcast and he's had people on his podcast that are like left, right, center. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't really, maybe some could argue he's got an agenda and he leans right, whatever, but he's had Andrew Yang, who's like literally yes. an admitted socialist. He's uh -huh. had him on a pot on a podcast and has had a very cordial, professional and respectful conversation. It can with be guy. done. It can right. be done. He yes. can listen to the other side. And he has this guy, Anthony Weiner, on his podcast. And in the first 10 minutes, when he gives the intro this guy, he goes, he says, yeah, he was in the Clinton administration, uh, this and that, government positions, whatever, list that off. And then, of course, almost as his duty, he says, 
He was indicted in 2017 for sending, uh, you know, obscene messages to minors or whatever the fuck. I don't even want to, like, say the words because it makes me feel like shit. It makes me feel, like, disgusting to even, like, mention it. Yeah. But he said that on his podcast. Like, yeah, this guy has been, has pled guilty to crimes against minors. He's a convicted sex offender, basically. Right. And this guy, Anthony Weiner, is, like, going back and forth and trying to, like, stand on his own, um, on his own soapbox and, and defend himself and talking shit to this guy, Patrick Beck David, and his whole squad, who's all there, like, no, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like That's we'll let you crazy. we'll let you make you make yourself a fool, but we're gonna actually get our two cents in and destroy yeah. this guy. They I feel- literally just destroy him. That's- and they don't even have to work that hard because he makes no, he's just he gonna bury so himself easy. in all yeah. Exactly. Right. I don't like that kind of podcast style because you're essentially bringing somebody not, on on purpose to like shit on them you know what I mean right but that's not his whole mo you've seen other podcasts where he's had people no, on from not. left it's center not, right and and he's talking to them about real shit but yeah he's like you know what this person is real. a fucking piece of shit yeah of course i'm not gonna mince words but then why do you have him on he's cloud why chasing. does any he's cloud chasing. why are you why are you starting a podcast right sure not to even call you sure, out but like sure sure sure, sure same sure. principle yeah, a little bit, but uh, I People think there's, be heard. I think there's a line a little bit. Um. Interesting point, though. Why would you have that kind of individual on your platform? Just to roast them. But it's clearly a transaction because Anthony Weiner wants that political. Uh, he wants the discourse. He wants the fucking yeah. conflict. Yeah. Hey, bro, and if you want anything else to drink, there's like popping shit in there, too. Um. What was I gonna say? I was I was maybe twenty minutes into that podcast when he called me. I was oh, like, okay. oh fuck, I'm leaving now. <laughs> it's all good. Um What was I gonna crazy, say? Crazy though. Like, dude, he like, destroyed like, him. Like Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to finish it. Yeah, bro, sit up on the couch. Get comfortable. So get comfy. What are we at? We're at an hour and a half. No, let's go a little bit longer, right? Oh, yeah. We got more time in us. And we can hang out afterwards too, you know. Just we can just just chill. I need some water. Some yep. water. You got water in your fridge? There might be. If not, there's definitely non alcoholic seltzer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what do you got from your list? Any good topics? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it up because I can't, can't remember what I wrote down. It's your job. We, we asked you to open it up. Yeah, I'm glad somebody uh, <laughs> prepared for this fucking show. You know what? I brought it up to Anthony Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> I brought up the thing that Alec had no idea. <laughs> That's good. I, I, I enjoyed that, though. Uh, what? Uh, let's see. Hold on. A bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see oh, if it pays shit. off for him. That's what I forgot. I, I forgot to say thanks for having me on Drew Syphilis. <laughs> Beautiful. You know what? I'm... That I'm so great. pissed that off was that funny, I didn't right? think that, that was the awesome. The, that was the best opening. That's what my grandpa said. He goes, "What? What'd you say, huh?" I go, "Drew sits with it. it's the name of my show." And he goes, "Oh, I thought you said syphilis." And I'm like, sure. <laughs> "I'm like, damn, yes, grandpa. sir." There was a couple of good points that um, the the episode with Anthony Weiner with uh, <laughs> with Gabby yes. was good. Incredible episode, right? Yeah, that was really good. I, I I think there was just a lot of things that you guys touched on in general, just about like career 
choices and like, yeah. you know, kind of, kind of just like, I, I always respect anybody who is like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Um, I think that one, I don't know. That one resonated nice. Just in She's the sense of like four thirty insane. to work on her shit before she goes to work at fucking eight o'clock in the morning. Insane, crazy, crazy. I sure as shit don't give a fuck about anything that much. Yeah, like I give her props to that. And then she goes to all these like flea markets and trade shows and shit on the weekends. Like that's like what her hobby is, just to take her clothes around and try to sell it at, at these little. Shops. I, I just, but I I, I I don't know. I I respected it a lot. I thought uh, I thought it was cool because I mean. I guess, yeah, when you think of it in the grand scheme of things, like dream job, it's like, yeah, a podcast or, sure, yeah. you know, I don't know, making, something creative. Making, making YouTube videos, making music, like something that's just not of course, a nine to five, like, or eight to five or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I, I've definitely been stuck in that uh, weird kind of just well, a weird period of, of like, I like my job. Right, my my job right now it's very it's difficult it's difficult mentally I like my job though but that's good but it's not like it still isn't fulfilling um, and it's like how do you balance that time mm-hmm. of being able to have a job for practicality reasons and then also spend time on doing the things that like actually fulfill those aspects in in my life i've been having a difficult time with that for sure it's tough it's tough um i think she did the best way to to explain it and she's she was just like you know i'm I'm basically working two jobs and you know one of them pays my bills and the other Mm -hmm. one you know kind of satisfies my needs or fulfills me um and i that's how i feel as well and you know the worst part about the whole thing alec is uh, even if you even if you quit your job and got to work on whatever you wanted to, you wouldn't be fulfilled. Right, right. You'll never right. be fulfilled. It's not that, and that's if only if anything it, if anything it'd be more stressful because then like if I don't if I didn't achieve what like my dreams like were like let's say like dream job making music you know right, playing right, right, it in front of a thousands of people right well if I never got to play in front of thousands of people, then then I would just double disappoint myself. You know, like I right, quit you shoot my yourself job. in the foot. You don't have a good paying job that you worked your ass off for in a practical standpoint, and you didn't achieve your dreams. Right. And the other side, of the right, right brain type shit. Right. Yeah. Left brain and right brain. You know. And that is, so that's where I'm I'm at right now, and it, and it's just getting in the right headspace of enjoying my job, pushing myself with my my job um but then still finding that time to spend on doing stuff that that fulfills you know the other the other side of things um yeah and i feel like it's it's even more difficult when you got relationships you got to maintain you gotta you got different responsibilities outside of your job that are also outside of your own passions yeah right yeah like your family, your girlfriend's family, right? Exactly. exactly. There's it's a lot family, of- and it's it's your girl. I feel like yeah. that that should almost as almost justified to take up the remainder remainder of your time. Correct. Right. A lot of my 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 schedule is is very full. Like like when you like how do I fit in my job 
gym, hobbies, fiance, both of our families. And it's like, yeah. and then smush all of that into a weekly basis and then rinse and repeat for like oh, every yeah. week. I mean, and then start up the calendar and then, and then, and then go into work like every single day. So right now I'm, I do cold call sales, which is very mentally demanding. I'm sure I call fortune 1000 CEOs or C level executives all day. Um, Fortune 500? Fortune 1000. Fortune 1000. Oh. Fortune 1000. It's just... It, Expanding the scope it's a little yes. further. It's same, but yes, Fortune 500, but... And more. Um, it's just instead 500 of, more. Instead, yes, it's just 500 <laughs> more. But... Uh, gotcha. Um, and that's mentally draining because... I you mean, probably get told no a lot more than you get told maybe. Yes. And a lot more than you get told Yes. I mean, to put it in perspective, and I've I've definitely gotten uh, very unlucky. Um, been there for for five months, and for the amount of opportunities that I've had out, um, I should have had multiple deals by now, but I haven't. So that's you know what they call a like statistically in the job in our company. I should, probably should have had, at minimum, like three or four sale like big right. deals by now, and I've got once zero a month you get something zilch. Big. You know what they call so. a you know what they call a bad salesman? <laughs> you know what they call a salesman that takes no for an answer? I already answered it. A bad salesman. Gotcha. Right. My boss told me the same thing. Yeah, you're not trying hard enough, Alec. I no, know. It's, I and know. it's not even a function of that, but it's like you're realistic, right? You're calling this guy. He's got a million motherfucking things to do. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, I'm sorry to already inconvenience you with my presence. For sure. The fact that I'm calling you. It's hard. Can you do me a favor and maybe take a call with my account executive or whatever the fuck it is, or at least express a bit of interest so I can open an opportunity in my CRM system and like show my boss that I'm actually doing my fucking job. We, we were, is that is that not kind of like your situation? No, like, it's almost getting to that point where we were joking about that, where uh, because I these last two weeks full transparency were 100% the hardest. I had the CEO of a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar company uh, on the phone. Very cool guy. Um, I could probably name drop him. Bill Kolb. Look him up. He's a very rich person. Um, (laughs) Had a 30-pack to the Ryder Cup out with him, which is $214,000. Our package, and we we get ten percent commission on that. Okay, Um, had that out with him. Was very close. He was like, "Oh my gosh, like Ryder Cups on my bucket list. Like I really want to get out there." We just yeah, sign your fucking contract. He's like, we we just pulled we just pulled out on our our season tickets to the Yankees like skyboxes. He's like, that's saving us like six hundred k in our budget. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, I I really want to get out there. He's like, hey. To, to be completely honest, like I'm about to have lunch with like our president. He's like, give me a call back in like a couple hours. He's like, I'm going to sit down and talk with him. Like, I'm, and, and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And like my manager was on the phone with him having a really great conversation. Like he's like, oh yeah, like, I just, fault. I just had, I just had, no, no, no. Uh, he's no Unless you really fucked it, unless you no, really shot no, it. No, 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 I'll, I'll the get there. excitement, like the yeah, anticipation, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, and he's it's like, going to happen. Gets on the phone with my manager, and he's like, 
oh, we had a great conversation. Like, like Ryder Cup, it sounds great. We were looking at the email that you sent over. It's looking really awesome. And he's like, I just, I just don't think we're ready to commit. And it was like, what? And 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 he was like, so then we, so then we do, yeah. So then we do the whole pushback again, like not taking no for an answer. And he was like, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's like, give me an hour, give me an hour. Hold on, I'll call you back. And sure enough, he actually does, like, which is insane yeah, for somebody, somebody at his bait. caliber. I mean, we've been talking to this guy for now like a week and like going back and forth. And then finally, all of a sudden, he was just like, I mean, he's like, I, he's like, like I said, bucket list item, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I just, just can't. And he's like, I, not, 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 not yet. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, it was, it was such around. a what the fuck. I mean, and, and then, no and like, I don't even want to go into to details, but like, Star Insurance, the company that just did the big sponsorship with the Yankees, it's on their their patch. I got them on the phone, and they were like, "Oh, like, oh, March Madness in L.A., like, uh, regional vice president of the South Southwest." What are you selling? I mean, I'm confused. Yeah, sorry. So, so pretty much, because um, you were in construction sales the last time I talked to you. <laughs> yeah, so I was in electrical sales before. Um, so right now, uh, company is international sports management what we do is we specialize in uh upscale hospitality for all the major sporting events across the country beautiful march madness kentucky derby super bowl all the pga stops um, Fuck so yeah, like dude. we're, we're hosting, you guys out in uh we're out at the open right now yep were you guys out in uh, the u.s open in la, LA. at la country club LA i was country out club. there when that shit was going on not on we, business we just because i have a rich friend that lives out there but. so la country club there is uh the hotel gosh what i i should know the name of the hotel but the the hotel that's right across the street from the front gate of la country club that was our venue right in century city yeah out there. so yeah. all of the golfers stayed at that hotel so all of our clients that we hosted at the U.S. Open to see literally guys. hung out in the lobby with all of the golfers that that's were incredible. in the U. Yeah, it was insane. Like, that's the type of stuff that, like, what, what we provide. That's just exciting, man. That's cool. Correct. And, and, and I think the hardest part is, like, what I sell is exciting, is fun, but you don't need it. Right. And it's like, it's how do you how do you convey the value for something like that to make them not necessarily think, but like be like, yeah, I need that. When when it's it, you know, I'm not I'm not selling them like a benefits package or like you know I don't know like employee health care. Like it's not it's it's different. You're not selling it's life insurance, right? Right. Um, but that's good because it's almost recession proof because the people you're going to be selling to have money and will always have money and will always spend it on this shit. That's, and that's what we tell them. Whenever they give us that rebuttal and they're like, I don't know, the recession's like coming. And I'm like, dude, you You're don't. You're rich as fuck. I'm like, stop trying to act like the recession's going to affect you. Like, right. I'm like, I'm in, in, when we're talking, when I'm talking Fortune 1000 companies, like these guys, money. Right. Money. Like, when I'm to asking. Sell, to be selling them a Ryder Cup package. Ryder I, Cup, let's right, do right. 10 pack to the Ryder Cup. So here's here's what I'm. This is my main event right now. Is the Ryder Cup for 2025? It's out at Bethpage Black um, in New York, and uh, a a ten pack of that. It's ten tickets each day, and you can bring a different group each day. We provide then two foursomes on Thursday of Ryder Cup week, and then also all the practice round tickets. We have uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner buffets. Uh, premium open bar 
like premium cigars and wine tasting, golf swing instructions with teaching pros and then guest speakers, like like very very high for one end low price stuff, of seventy two five. But it pays for itself. Seventy two five to those no, 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 people. No, like that's like fucking. That's like lunch money. Yeah. When I'm getting a president of like a one billion dollar company on, he has that in his wallet. Right, I mean, like like right. this is he not can like, make the decision. Yeah, in in. in my manager showed me this guy uh, accidentally sent uh, his W two to my manager. Oh my god! <laughs> and it, and well, now it just, you got that guy as a client because you could fuck him over because you just, have evidence that he's fucked the U.S. government over in taxes. Uh, it was it most was likely it was actually insane. I mean, it was just a W two showing that he made one point three million dollars, and it was just like disgusting. Do you think he did that on purpose? At. Do you think no, he, it was no, like, he, he, was just, he made no, more he than one point three million dollars that year? He's reporting oh, yeah. 1.3. Oh, yeah. But he probably made five or five or ten. Oh yeah. No, that's off the books. But um But no, no. So like the you job think I'm full itself. Of shit? You think I'm lying? That's how it that's how it goes. Would you not attest to that? Probably, like what people probably. report, especially at that level, what people report versus what they actually make. Those what do you guys mean, are fucking how are you not bags. reporting it when you're when you're working in a corporate environment like that where everything's there, reported? There are different different ways. If you I understand like cheating on your taxes or like saving money somehow, but like how let's are you not you, reporting uh, sales for if, if four you, million dollars? Let's say, let's say you uh you got a property in Malibu and you wanna reduce your tax liability, you sell that or donate that property to charity. This is one example of many that I've seen. You donate that to charity and that takes your taxable income down by the value of the sale of that property. So let's say you sell a property for four some million dollars. That takes your taxable income down by four million dollars. His federal income tax was four hundred k, though. Damn, which is insane to think. I see, right, I see and what you're saying. believe me, you're getting a tax token, and that's one of that's one of many ways that the rich scheme the fucking system. Okay, okay. not to say that you or I or or you, Alec, wouldn't do the same if we were in the same spot because that's kind of the game. That was but, Trump's excuse for not paying taxes. But that's that's the game. Hey, if I if that's I ever got game. to that point where I'd be able to do something like that, then like great. But uh, yeah. I feel like I would just pay my taxes. Like I've heard about yeah. too many rich people getting caught. It's just like, but just dude, fucking, it's not illegal though. That's what I'm saying is it's not it's not a illegal crime. until you're going to jail for it because your guy told you, hey, this is legal, and you're like, yeah, fucking save me five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, sure. Tax. Then you man. get audited ten years later, and you're like, fuck. I don't know. I digress. I digress. Alec, continue. Sorry, sorry to, sorry sorry to no, hijack I, your conversation. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, so what are the what are the cool perks that could come from your job? Like, could you go to any of these events? Yes. Could you? Okay. Yeah. So if you if you sell X amount uh, or if you have like X amount of clients at a certain event, you go to the event. Um, so like my coworker who's on my team, I think he had like four or five different clients going to the BMW that's here. Um at uh, Olympia Fields Country Club, and so he's going to that in August. Um, That's so cool. Our VPs, um, they go to almost every single event, right. Um, right, right, right. which, like, something to strive towards. Of course. Uh, I mean, they've been working for the company for seven and nine years, like really not a long time. Uh, in the grand scheme of it's like, within, as jobs it's within go. reach for you. Yeah. You could see that you could be there. My manager, my manager is, is, is 26. 
Like when I say my boss, when I say my <laughs> boss, you know, like he, he's been with ISM for two and a half, maybe three years. Wow. And like, he's at that level already. The other guy who's been with the company for three years just opened up our new location in Denver because of how successful he was doing. So he just opened up his entire own location, wow. just moved out to Denver. Um, and so it's one of those things where it's like, it, it, it is a very cool job. It's a very cool job. It's very demanding. Um, I mean, cold calling is cold calling, but, uh, but you got to start somewhere though. Yeah. And it, and it's just, how else are you going to prove yourself? Right? Yeah. It's just putting yourself in the right mindset. That's all. It's all it is. I mean, we've been calling New York for the Ryder cup mostly. And it's like, it's fucking New York, you know, like they, these guys, like we were, when we were calling Chicago, when I first started, you could kind of intro and be like, hey, you know, Alec Woody with, you know, ISM, blah, blah, blah. Like, how are you today? And you can, like, ask him that. And, like, you normally get a good response. If you ask an, if you ask a New York president, like, how he's doing today, like, they either don't say anything and hang up. They, like, I'm walking here. I'm walking. Like, like literally, right, what, though, what the fuck do you want? Literally. ask. Yeah. Um, and, and like, or, like, I, I will introduce, I'm like, how, I'm like, you know, yeah, how are you doing? And he goes, yeah, how can I help you? Like, they're like, what? dude and yeah. um so they already so, got five of these calls yeah in, this morning so yeah. it reverted it's reverted to uh like alec witty ism giving you a call on something pretty unique the rider cup like you just got to say it as right. fast as you can because right. you need to say that that keyword because then they're never going to fucking listen to you. right rider cup what they're like oh that's why i should oh. listen oh, oh. yeah oh. you got them um that's sales though so especially you, if you're selling to you know ultra high net worth individuals or like fortune yeah. 500 ceos yeah 100 it's not about what your name is it's about okay but that is the kind the of person that would like oh okay like he has the ability to go oh i'm i'm interested in this on a personal level and i'm gonna take the next 15 minutes and have this conversation with you i'll throw a you a regular bone. person yeah. at work couldn't just do that you know what i mean like he's yeah, like they're not even worth it because they don't got the bank they don't they don't got the wallet right and they don't right, have the right. influence to have the company's wallet pay you. Yep. And, and there's some guys out there that, that are very cool, even being high up. Uh, yeah, for I instance, bet. today I had a I had a good opportunity out, so that decision is on Tuesday. Hopefully it goes well. But uh, Good luck. Mazel. I know. But but he was like a really cool guy. Cause he's the number two guy in the company. Um, he was like chief operations and distribution off, like officer. So, um, but he is like just the right-hand man to the CEO. And he straight up told me, he's like, I'm not a golfer. I don't really care about golf. And he's like, but our CEO is. And like a lot of the times, if I get guys like that on, they just completely dismiss me. They're like, fuck off. And they're like, I don't like golf. See you later. Yeah. Respectfully. Even though it's golf. not about yeah. that. Um, but uh, but this guy today was like very cool. He's like, I'll be real honest with you. Like, I don't like golf, but our CEO, he's a massive golfer send me something and like i'm gonna send it to him i'll talk with him he's gonna like this Beautiful. i'm like all right thank you i'm like thank you that's for a being a nor because like that's there there are times where we we get to that mindset of like if you know your ceo is a golfer like right. why wouldn't you just <laughs> send it to him just show it to him like you like yeah he your ceo is gonna be like oh thanks for showing this to me like just take right. just forward the email man like it's not that Please. hard like <laughs> Um, and, and there, there, it is just funny. There are some guys who like, we have to, we've completely changed our mindset of New York. We're definitely way more harsh. Um, 
right where they're like yeah man like uh, i'm not interested and i'm like yeah hold on like don't throw me off because you're getting a sales call like i get it you're busy you're the ceo of a of a massive company you don't have time for this but like this isn't just tickets. Like, this is, you know, full five-star hospitality. Kind of and talk then, to them a little bit more serious, and a little they, more stern. And, like, they'll still, like, be throwing me off. And, like, there's, uh, you get to that point where they're like, you're the CEO of a $2 billion company in New York. Like, where am I missing you on this? Because I, right. don't, I don't care if you don't like golf. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee one of your top five customers is... Right. And that's what it's about. Or you like that's whiskey and cigars and, you know, there's all the other right. stuff with it. Go yeah. to the private venue. Go see a celebrity guest speaker. Like, yeah, go go get some premium wine and, like, cigars and or just get fucking drunk. Who cares? Like, it is it's just a party. Like, it's an excuse right. to get off of work. It is an excuse to get off of work. And when we're talking about the money here, like, it is a drop in the bucket, man. Like, all these right. guys are like, oh, what? but the recession, the recession. I'm like, it's so irrelevant. And it, and it uh, when with that class of It's people. an excuse that they're trying to, right, like you said, to shake sure. you off. For sure. Yeah. But, so it's definitely a very, very unique um, What is your dream sporting event? Ryan has really gotten into F1. Like, the like Grand Prix in we Monaco would kind of be like his, like, dream event, right? Or some sort of, like, live... We just started doing F one. Okay, our company. Uh, we're cool. doing we're doing the F one that's in Vegas, um, which we talked so, about trying to go to. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna be there for that. So that's pretty sweet. Like, um, I got a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar package with your name on it. Literally, you know what, Alex? Literally. We should do some business together, man. Literally. I, I, it seems like you're a great guy, and uh, yeah, maybe you kick it up the ladder. I think, I think dream event like we talked about the big house earlier there's certain like sporting events right like, like the super bowl there's right i think a super bowl would be a good one um i've, I've always had monaco grand prix that's I that's like that's if, insane. if i can afford to yeah. even get a ticket there i will consider myself i heard it was a hundred dollars for a bud light at the monaco grand prix you can't go to Mon- you can't go to monaco grand prix without spending like 20 grand at least, even right. if you're flying commercial, even if you're like in the grandstands, like twenty grand a person, at least. Yeah. Even if you're considered poor in that crowd. Sorry. Go on. No, 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 no. Um, the Derby would be fun. Yes. That's not that's not like a dream, but like would be very fun to also go. Also, pretty attainable. Yeah. I don't think it's that even much like, money to get in. Even like the championship game for March Madness. Like down in Phoenix, That'd the final, crazy. the final four, and then championship games. Like, what? We, well, what we do for that one is we do the final four game, right. which is on Saturday, and then on Sunday we do a golf outing with all those companies, and then on Monday we then do the championship game. So we make like a whole weekend. Like that, that would be cool. That'd be cool. We we have a bunch of clients at the Open right now in Liverpool. Okay, like. That'd be fun to go to. I don't think we ever overseas ever ever cross the pond. Our C our CEO is based in London, um, so he um, uh, he does the kind of cool. international stuff. But, what about uh, some soccer games? I've heard those things are crazy. So that's so that's the stuff that in in why like I do want to push myself to like continue to get better at this job though because. Of what's coming, right? 
Uh, Olympics. Right. The Olympics is coming. The World Cup is coming. And we're going to be doing all of those. And it's like those packages are going to be nuts. Stick like, around until then, and then the opportunity. If, if I if I if I can just Dubai and shit, dude. Right, like if I can just put my fucking head down and stick it out till like twenty twenty five. All of That's a sudden, right we're gonna be to all of a sudden we're gonna be like selling packages to the fucking Olympics, and like like right now we're doing once in a lifetime opportunities with like the Ryder Cup and stuff. But then when it's like the Olympics or the World Fucking Cup, it's like really is like yeah. no, like literally this isn't happening again. <laughs> like, like this is uh, at least in our right. lifetime or when these guys are in the position to For be able to years. do something, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's like you're it's the CEO right now. Yeah. Who knows? You're going to be retired, dead. I don't know when it com- when it happens next. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be pretty sweet. That's hilarious. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like a... Like a Madrid soccer game or something like that or like I don't know my my old boss when I was working uh when I was working for a financial advisor he had a client who was kind of in that upper echelon of maybe not fortune 500 CEO or whatever but he had sold the company to a company that later became publicly traded and IPO'd and whatever and him and his entire entourage went to the Kentucky Derby and a big one of the big tenets of if you're doing private wealth management one of the big value adds that you can provide is that sort of uh, I don't want to say concierge services almost where they organize your travel they organize your shopping they organize everything A to Z and this guy literally went to like one of the finest tailors in the country got a top hat, got a like a what do they call that? The suits that uh, they got the two uh, yeah, like the penguin suit or whatever a tux, right? Or, 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 but like, wait, what? I don't know. Well, it, it's, it's a step. Though. It's a step above as far as like class or like got it. Or whatever. Oh, oh, seer um, sucker suit where they're uh, the not coattails, Duck but tail. like yeah, something like that. I don't know. But this guy and his entire entourage went to like some custom tailor got you know, $10,000 suits, whatever, went to the Kentucky Derby. And that was like part of the reason that my boss landed him as a client because Morgan Stanley had those capabilities as concierge services. And that's a huge value add for people at that like level of wealth. It's not so much about like, oh, you can invest my money. You can make me money, whatever. It's like, what else are you going to do? Don't quote me on this, but I want to say Morgan Stanley is our client. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a top two, arguably top one wealth manager in the world. We, I, I, I think like it's something like 80% of the Fortune 1000 companies are our clients. So wow. like. Incredible. We. So you guys are in that same sort of. Fortune 800. Same sort yeah. of uh, section of the value chain where you go after, you don't really care about people that are making 200, 300K a year. You're going for the biggest fish in the pot yeah like there's there's occasions where for instance when when i was selling uh the bmw championship that's here you can you can call some like 25 million dollar companies that have like let's say 25 to 30 employees and like their bottom they got a line big enough wallet their bottom line where like their budget that they spend on customers a year is like 50 to 100k 
but if you convince them to allocate 50 of that, like 50K to the BMW, like they can go, you know? Um, I mean, there's, there's been company, there's been $5 million companies that, that signed up for shit like this, because if, if it's like, you know, if, if they just say, fuck it <laughs> like that, you know, if they just kind of have the fucking mentality, but, uh, but yeah, no, we it's a relationship we, business. Wouldn't you say, especially in your world? Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's insane. Business. No. And that's, that's a big thing too. Going back to just putting your head down is building that client base because that is the nice yes. thing where like, let's say for instance, if this thing, if this opportunity goes through on Tuesday, that company, uh, allied world, like $1.4 billion company. Like that is my client. Insane. No one touches my client. <laughs> like literally like that's, it's like, so then I can call all the different regions and be like, Hey, we did this event with you guys. You should sign up for this. And then you just continue to rebook that proof. business it's and proof. Yes. We already did it. That you guys trust me. Your CEO, in the door. once your you're in the CEO, door, it's a lot easier to cross yeah. sell. Yep. Your yeah. CEO literally signed the dotted line for the Ryder Cup. And now you should do some March Madness in LA or whatever. And eventually um, it's like, oh yeah, Witty calls every year and like he like pitches his new correct. thing. And it's like, you know, then they maybe, they don't, you. maybe and, they don't do it every time, but they do it every couple of years or whatever. You and, know, like, and that's where my, yeah. where like our VPs are at, which, which is, is pretty cool to see where like he went down to the masters. He had, you know, I don't know, a crap ton of clients down there and he came back and I mean, he he sold almost like a million dollars in revenue Crazy. just of rebookings down at the masters, but it's all of his clients that he just continues to rebook, but he's built that he deserves that he's been building that yeah, client base right. for he the was last broke as he was like, he was me. He was coming along ago. until he was yeah. 28 until he signed that first big client. And then everything yep. just kind of comes Plus, while you're that. at the big party event. I bet that's so much easier to close deals. Like just randomly because oh, it's yes, like, not. They're they're kind of drunk. You're talking uh-huh. to them. They're loving the party that they're at right now. They bring the con- we bring the contract down there, and like there's yeah. The right. task is really like, oh, getting great. in there. Yeah. Once you're in there, then it's like it's yours to lose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Then you're a shitty salesman if you can't close that. Correct. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. We, not to uh, you know. No, not, not well, I'm not, no, I'm not naming, Continue. I'm not naming any, any specifics, but there, I think there was a really funny situation that our VP had the other day where his, uh, his client signed, uh, up for an event and then ended up passing away. Oh, the CEO, he also classic, the money, wait, but hasn't paid yet. So he Give had it three this, days. Then he called their so fucking. He had uh, this awkward conversation with uh, the CEO's mom, and uh, pretty much because the mom is like this eighty-seven-year-old administrative assistant, and he passed away like you know heart attack or, or something along the lines, and it was like such an awkward combo for like our VP because he was like, "I know everyone's grieving. Like I, I'm so sorry, but like." I'm still here to get my You are money. legally bound to pay me 73k by like the end of the year. And it was like yikes, you know. Yeah. Um and that's when you really test no, how good was, of a salesman are you. Yeah, and he was he was actually very good about it. He was like, "Let's do this." He's like, "Let's circle back. Let's make a after, payment plan." Yeah, he was like after the he's like, "Let's circle back after at the end of the new year." He's like 
the contract is still out there. You are like legally bound. He's like, but let's reconvene come January 1st. Like new year, new budget. And that shows good faith on, on yeah. his part. And that makes them want to sign the next contract that Correct. will get your company paid for the next three or four years Correct. in a row. Recurring and it's revenues. like, they're still legally bound. But it's like I we can push this payment off to for a little while. But like, what an awkward conversation that that he had to have. That's oh what they gosh. pay him the big bucks for. Right? I would exactly. never want to do that. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I would jump at that opportunity. I don't. But wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Even, money, though that's, bitch. even though that's you know, a difficult conversation. You know, no, I, I think that's it, what uh, I, I feel think like. How much? How much I've improved already talking to people in that position after four or five months. I can't imagine where his mentality is at after seven to nine years. Um, right. It, and, and not that's, his first rodeo in that sort of situation. No, and I, I think if I were to take away anything from this job, it, it's the fact that uh, I know I know no matter what, Wherever I land in the future, if I walk into a room with a bunch of CEOs of Fortune 1000 companies, I could give two shits. Like that gives that, you that is, sort of poise in that. That is in what that room. this this job is has 100 percent helped me. Where like I get on the phone with some of the most powerful people in the world, and I I bitch at them back. They're like, I've been called on this, and I'm like, Yeah, don't throw me off the phone. And it's like having being able to put yourself in that that mentality and like yelling at you gotta like, have balls at man. like it takes balls the most powerful people right. on the planet like it's it's a it's a cool feeling to have you for sure changing up your mentality when you get the admins on the phone and they're like who is this and I'm like yeah it's Alec Witty again let them know I only need a minute you know and like you really like insert yourself like you're way more important than you actually are but of it's course. like. It's kind of fun. You're like role playing almost, you know, like you're, yeah. you're like, it takes the confidence to get, get make it. to get the conviction from the client, but also you don't have the confidence without landing the client, but you can't land the client without having the confidence. So you almost got to like fake it until you make it. Right. 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 And I, and I think that's, that's pretty much like the more, the moral of this just job in, in general is like the, how, how much you can achieve out of just pure confidence. It has nothing to do with like any, any other like knowledge or skill or whatever. I mean, like, at the end of the day, really like I'm reading about a product. Pitch. Yeah. I'm reading a pitch off of a piece of a paper, but it's like how I deliver it because of just not caring. Yeah. Like entering that. And we, we joke, it's the, it's just the New York mindset that that's, that's our big, we're like, no nope, New York mindset. Like I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care if I if I end up stuttering in the pitch or whatever. Like, I'm just gonna keep going Power with it because it, like yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And like, if he throws me off, like, fuck him. You know, like, and the it's just on the next. The next. Um, Whew, I've definitely tough. had some rough days. Definitely sure had some have. rough days. But a couple uh, bad calls. Builds and you're just character. In the bathroom, looking at yourself in the mirror, like, like what the fuck? Am I really built for yeah. this? Yeah. Uh -huh. Fucking idiot. Yeah. That sucks, dude. I. But you can apply that. You can apply this mentality to to any job and that and that's what I'm, I'm going to be super thankful for it, like if this pans out and becomes like a career long thing that'd be awesome uh, especially because I am selling something that like is actually fun and cool sports related yeah right something that yeah. I, I do actually uh, care about but it, if if by some chance it doesn't work out I know that I'll be able to apply that to, to anything and that goes for anybody in whatever career you are, just applying that right. and and uh, whereas your your previous job, it was it was a job, but it didn't 
change your personality. It didn't yeah, I teach think you a lesson. It was just like, but developing the confidence to walk into a room from the point where you're 21 and you're a recent college grad and you're literally shitting your pants, even meeting your boss for the first time to the point where two years later, you're on the phone with, like you said, C-suite executives of yeah. some of the most notable companies in the world. And you actually got the balls to actually go in there and not just do your job and not just like check the boxes, but actually go in there with an MO and have a goal and realistically expect that you might be able to land that client. Right. The fact that you could get to that point in two years from the point where you're a college grad and you don't know your ass from your elbow. Right. That's invaluable. Like you can't even place, you can't place a number on even, that. Even being able to then like sell yourself later on, we, the infamous question of like, how much do you, you think you deserve to be paid? And it's like, you know, when you're a fresh college grad, you're like, fuck, I don't fucking I don't give a fuck, just give me a job. Right. right. But like, it's now getting to the point where like I can go, I can go into can that interview that and being shit. like, I deserve X amount. And then if they're kind of like, Oh, like really? And I'm like, yeah, really? You know, like I'm like, I don't know. Just it almost Im- improves your standing with right. Whatever recruiting company is looking at you is like, Oh, if this guy believes he's worth this much, then like, that shit. almost changes their opinion of like, Oh, we should value him based on that expectation. Right. Know? Or if you have yourself, uh, yeah, more fifty thousand dollars a year. They're gonna be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> right. I don't mean. I don't know. Just like shooting, being. It's not just shooting high. It's shooting high with confidence. You know, and like there's with re- completely with bullet points delivery. to back it up. Right. And with right. conviction. Yeah. Right. Having those selling points. It's a difficult like job, man. Our, our buddy Carter's a salesman and. I don't know if I could do it. You know, I feel like I'm a personal person. You're very personable. Obviously, you're a very nice guy and everything. But, uh, yeah, the rejection just, like, I don't know if I could deal with that. You know, like, for, for you the, learn to. the couple good interactions, you're getting so many bad interactions. I don't know. It's a numbers game, though, right? Yeah. Like, uh, on to the next, man. I, when, my men, my, when my mental was shot for a, a few few days there, like, you know, I would say call numbers were at, like, 110 calls a day um but on average i should be hitting like 140 um like the 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 numbers that you strive for every day is is like 130 to 140 calls a day with eight plus talk twos and then one email sent out and that's the kpis yeah that's and it's like if you do that every single day law of averages You'll land the law of averages. Um, And that's why, like what I said at the beginning with like the averages of how many emails and opportunities that I've had out, like mathematically, I probably should have had at least three, but uh, it's just how the cookie crumbles. And at least with this job, you're getting a big chunk. I assume like if you land a big client, it's not like you're just uh, selling a, a used Toyota you know, 2005 Toyota Corolla, like you're going to get a decent commission off of it. Right. You know, like it'll, 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 yeah. more importantly, the respect yeah. and the the prestige from the fact that you actually landed your first client and True. you're actually in the game. You've actually proven that. Yeah, yeah. I can actually fucking do this. Yeah. They're, they're very open, um, about how much people make, but I kind of, that sucks. Open or <laughs> no, boisterous. No. So like, <laughs> So, for instance, like... There's a big board with all the numbers on it or something? Yes. 
Seriously? Yeah. No, we have whiteboards and like when anytime somebody signs a contract, they, that'll motivate you. They put the they put they put the company name ring a bell the the contract and everybody knows what percentage people make off of like those contracts. Like everybody knows the percentage. So like you see that, and like it's we, it, it, I guess going from my my previous job that was so hush hush on how much people made and I later kind of put two and two together and discovered that it was hush hush because the boss was a fucking sleaze bag and he was probably taking majority of the profit sharing so that's why it was maybe hush hush yeah that makes sense um real quick it's I'll just get but when you had employees like me making you know x amount and getting let's say a profit sharing check for like two, like like sixteen hundred bucks, two grand for like the year, and then the the boss is a member at Medina. Um, it paints the picture enough. <laughs> yeah. How much? Like you don't. Yeah, that's a fraction of his dues at a country club, which means that's a fraction of a small fraction of what he makes. Right. Like let's let's say the profit sharing pool was like a, I don't know, a million bucks, and. I'm, I'm, there's like 50 employees and I'm getting a check for like 1600. It's like, where the fuck did the other right. $999,000 go? It's like, so whatever, in Lake whatever. Forest. but I was in Lake Forest the other day and these two women were, there was a lady walking her dog and the car pulled up next to her. There's these two ladies talking, Oh my God, Sally. Oh, right. And I'm getting shit on my truck and I'm listening to them talk and she, I just overheard them go, our husbands and all these country clubs, you know, I never see anymore. <laughs> and that just like stuck in my head. Like must be fucking nice to bitch about that kind of shit. They, yeah, they, they belong to multiple country clubs and they don't see their friends because they're at the opposite one. <laughs> like I was just like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, uh, but no, I, that's so, people though. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the system. People, yeah. But yeah, I think going from something that was so hush hush and whereas like then going to this new one where it is very open, but they're they're open about it because it's like this is how much you can like like right. this is what Take you it. could do. Take it. Yeah. I'm not doing this in a in a gloating way. It's like I, I'm just also showing you that like I am like I'm a VP now because I, I hired people and then those people hired people under them and like they're all under me like that is my team and it's like what is stopping you from doing that it's like if you get experienced enough like this is stuff that he's like told me he's like he's like if you get experienced enough you're a year and a half in and then you hire people under you and then anything that they are making sales of like you get x percent of as well like the commission as well and then you build that team and then Sooner or later, if they keep going, then they build their team, and it just keeps building from there. And he's like, "What's stopping you from getting to that that point?" Yeah, it's very fascinating, yeah. but it's uh, I would say it's more motivating than than uh, than anything. I guess you're not getting put down by it. You're like, okay, right? You're striving for it. You're you're using his motivation. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's cool because the entire office is a bunch of young guys like us, um, and 
so overall, like it's very fun to hang out with that group. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a competition and everybody's got their sales force. And sometimes you see, you've been chased, let's say you've been chasing a company for a long time. And then all of a sudden the company's like yellow or red because like somebody else got an opportunity and you're like, motherfucker, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's more motivating to be like, okay, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, like not, not the next one. Like I'm going to get the next one, you know? Right. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. Do you do any kind of mindfulness, meditation, anything like that? Are you are you still religious? Do you still uh, pray or anything like that? So, no, that, that's a good question. I like I like that question because uh, that actually leads into what I talked about right when I came over here on how these podcasts are actually like therapeutic in their own sort of sense. Um, because it's our generation, it's more relatable. Um, I know the people like yeah. Actually, thank feeling you for like, saying that. By the way, that was very nice of you. No, and it and it's not, and it's totally like super genuine, like straight up. And it's it's um, because you know knowing knowing the people on the podcast makes it a lot easier to to feel like you're part of it um, and being like oh like not necessarily like like oh damn like that's that's kind of crazy like that person is um experiencing the same thing or or maybe struggling with the same thing or or whatever it may be but yeah. being able to relate to that and it's like oh okay I'm not I'm not alone in this I'm not the only one from our hometown our high school or whatever that's like maybe dealing with that same bullshit um so yeah. it's it's kind of a good feeling that's one thing um I guess outside of that though um I thought you and uh, I believe it you and Johnny's conversation about religion was, was intriguing. I I felt like I related on that pretty well. Um, Because it's definitely a very interesting topic in my, like, what, what stood out to you about that? Like, yeah, because Ryan didn't listen to it. So he doesn't know what we're talking about. Got it. So, so what, (laughs) no, 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 no. So, so what, what it was, it was like, how we we all grew up with Bartlett Christian Academy. We all went to the same private school. Alec is an alum from BCA Bartlett Christian Academy, just like me and Johnny, just like uh, Brad Waz. Yep. In that, and I like <clears throat> I liked what you said uh, with uh, like maybe feeling cheated out of something a little like ever so you because when I then went to Nature Ridge, which you went like a year or two before fourth, me, like fourth fourth or fifth yeah fourth grade right. fourth grade whereas you left like after sixth grade or something like that right i went to public school in sixth grade it was my yeah. first year yeah and it just wasn't like like bca just like wasn't re- reality right um but i also agree with you that it it built a certain character and morality yeah. Just like it, it provided a good base, but then also then when we got to the public school, it was like it, you know, we were, we were a little late. Is. Yeah, we exactly. Were a late. Yep, yep, yep. So it's that weird, and, and now where we're at is, I I am definitely spiritual, I'm definitely religious in some sort of. Uh, some sort of way, but I'm not going to put a title on it. You believe there was some sort of a creator? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Um, I just don't want to put a title on it because 
unfortunately, politics have just completely destroyed any sort of, of title. And, and I think Johnny, Johnny talked about how, like, how could you claim yourself to be a Christian and then be so hypocritical and so hateful? And, and it's like, I would so hate, divisive. And it's like, I would, I just don't want to be affiliated with that yep. title, that yeah. group of people, because that's not, that's not, that's not me. That's not the morals that I grew up with. Uh, right. Like I, sure. Great. I'm, a young white male that grew up in a non-broken household that you could say is like very privileged, but I like, but that was doesn't mean your super life is fortunate. Right. But I was also super fortunate to, to grow, grow up with, with parents that, that taught me the morals of like, just because I have this, like doesn't make me any, any better than anyone else as well. And like yeah, understanding agree, agree that, that and like, um, you have a sense of humility and, from the yeah, way you're and just up. I don't know, and just seeing like seeing like Christians be like very very hypocritical and the argu- totally. arguably totally. the most judgmental people right. out there, which I is mean, almost the antithesis of what Christians or Christ, as people say to yeah. say that that was his claim is like let he who has not sinned throw the first stone, right? Like right. that's. Boom. That's what uh, religion and politics and any sort of these identity sort of institutions almost imply or bring out of you nowadays, or at least that's how they're sort of weaponized by yeah. different institutions. Is, yeah. You know, either you're on our side or you're against us. And and it's just so it doesn't bullshit, have to man. be like that. Yeah. And, and like, for instance, like my sister just got baptized a couple weeks ago. Like good for her. Um, She's been doing like doing really well. She's been like sober for over a year, you know. Yeah, like, she had like this yeah, she love. had like yeah. this big journey comeback and like good for her. I I'm never not going to be there for her of like course. for that. Of course. Um because it's because it's not like about but like I don't have to be a Christian getting baptized to also be there to support her. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, yep. it, it, and no one, I'm I, following you. Yeah. Was there pushback? Like, Hey, no, I, I just know that baptism, some, but I just know that some people, like, I don't know why people care so much about like what other, what makes other people. So happy. Johnny said, cause I was like, yeah, you know, I was saying that I've sort of gone away from Christianity and, but my parents are cool with it. And they're like, Oh, you know, my parents will go to church and they, they, they you know, donate their time or whatnot. And, uh, He's like, oh, that's cool that they don't care because a lot of people would care, and that yeah. would be a big deal. And I, yeah. I never really thought about that. Like, oh yeah, like my parents could have like kicked me out of the family or some shit because I, I didn't go to church anymore, you know. But yeah. I, I just got, you know, they've been they they talked me about it, and you know, we we have conversations, you know, every couple of weeks. Really, about I feel like shit. the underlying uh, the common denom- the common denominator across any of those religions, across any people that you talk to that have that same perspective is it's the language of love, right? It's like, it's unconditional love. doesn't matter what your ideals are. doesn't matter what your hobbies or your habits or your lifestyle is. Yeah. It's like, you're my family or you're somebody that I love and resonate with. I'm going to support you regardless. Yeah. And that's kind of what the point should be, even though it's been distorted. Of course, been, of course, of course. hundred percent. And you can tell Rourke, he never told me what it was, but there must've been something that happened to him at his previous church where 
like it felt like he was talking about a specific person when he was talking about hypocrisy and like how could you act a certain way but act a different way no doubt. Private. like it, it felt like there was a, a personal thing that happened to him and there's no shortage of that in of any institution of course religion is <clears throat> not uh exempt to that but so Definitely. i felt like his critique was more like with a personal relationship or like a specific church or something like that where i was kind of trying to talk more about like the whole church the church as a whole or religion as a whole yeah um, yeah which just different conversations not not good or bad or whatever just kind of an interesting point um but um yeah i think it you know the other thing that like because because my dad's definitely he's he's never gave me like gripe about not really going to church or, or anything like that but he's he's definitely uh, i would say a lot more involved than than me like way more um yeah he's very involved with the church and and whatnot the one thing that i i just will never understand no matter what is like the 10 percent that goes back to the Tithing. church and it's like i get it i get the concept I get, I, I understand like giving back to the church. I do. However, like in this day with like a conglomerate church, like Willow Creek, it's like, where do you think that money goes? It goes, it goes to it uh, goes whatever the, the fuck his name was, Bill, Bill something or his pocket, his, his private, goes his private, private jet, jet where he's abusing women. Like, right. Yeah. I'm like, where do you think this goes? It doesn't go to the, like, it's not going to Jesus. The food, the food pantries are filled by people donating like yeah. stuff to the food pantry. But like that ten percent of like your paychecks that you're giving to the church, it's like it's going well to his paycheck. Yeah. Have you watched the Righteous Gemstones? No. It's uh, Dan McBride, Adam Devine from Workaholics. Perfect uh, uh, segue. It is a incredible TV show. It's on HBO. I think season three just came out. But what is basically, it? yeah. Um, John Goodman is a mega church pastor in the South. Okay, his God. wife died, and then he has basically three Bill kids. Hybels, but like times ten. Time, in, okay. he's yeah, Joel Olstein essentially, right? Probably richer than shit though. Crazy rich, yeah. Yeah, estates everything. But then the the show is about it's a comedy, but it's like about the inner workings of the church and how like the one son is trying. He's a youth pastor, but he's like trying to become like the main pastor, right? But like daddy won't let him. Yeah. And all, all, all the different stuff, right? comedy ensues it's funny drama all the stuff but um the main the dad the main pastor you find out um used to be a like professional wrestler right okay and so then you kind of understand that he like built this character right you know a lot of like yeah. wwe wrestling is about like the character and like the the stage presence and everything right and then you're kind of like oh this is all sort of it's a really really good show it's really makes funny it shows a lot of it, it it's weird because it will be religious and it like makes you like oh i remember that kind of stuff but then it also will point out certain things you're like oh yeah that is a weird thing that I overlooked previously, you know, I don't know, I don't know it's uh, it's What is this? I'm, I don't know, write it down. It's called what? The Righteous Gemstones. Actually, HBO? On HBO, yeah. I think season three just came out, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a really funny show. Um, That's, no, that... I don't know. Uh, my main point was just, like, how, how are you handling your mental to handle the job? But it sounds like you you're kind of... Uh, 
thinking about religion a little differently maybe, but uh, I, I didn't know if you were like, oh yeah, I pray every day or I, I do this meditation or I, I read this. Like my friend Carter would listen to this like speech every day. Some guy was like this motivational kind of thing, right? So like, and he knew all the words and like almost like sing it like on the way to work to like hype himself up, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I won't beat around the bush about it. I mean, like, uh, there's definitely a lot uh, on my mind. Definitely struggling with with a lot. Of course, um, you've uh, you've had a lot of trials and tribulations. We'll, we'll for, put sure. It, <laughs> for sure, for we'll sure, um, <laughs> like that. With personal health, I mean, just a lot going on in life in general. Um, a lot of responsibility. Transition yeah. from being yeah. a college kid that You're has been married. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so like, I'm 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 definitely there's there's some days are better than others. Um, but that's growth though, right? Yeah. When you say like that's kind of keeping you going is like, you know what? It's not supposed to be easy. I've been looking for a therapist. I haven't found one yet. I, I don't, I, I do not have, I have anything against it. I, I, uh, it's more so just finding the right person. I don't know. The yeah. right person to, to talk to. I, I think, um, I'm very pro therapy. Yeah. I, I'm also contemplating, I don't know if you guys have any opinion on, on this though, but like if, if I were to find uh, a therapist, like should it be uh, a male or a female for me, it's like, like as things, a male, yeah. would it be better if it was a male or a female? I don't know. I think you want an ugly woman. It's probably the best option. Right, just someone who... Because if she's just, hot, you're going to want to have sex. Like you're going to be thinking about that the whole it's, time. Yeah, right. It's going to cloud your it's judgment. It's going to change something. If it's a man, you might be like trying to like right. gravitas or like, like or there's no lie. reason to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh I don't know. But yeah, no. So I, that's that's one thing that I What do you want? What what's your idea? I, I, right, I don't like if, I don't if you know. had to pick one or the other gun to your head. Probably a guy. I, I would probably want a guy. Almost like look up to him like a grandfather kind of thing. Or. I I think it really depends on the individual. You can't even place it on male or female what's better, what's worse is really that's fair. Who I think who gets you, right? Who can you speak to freely? Who resonates with you and who when you say something like you understand that yeah. person at the other side of the room, they understand what you're saying, right? It yeah. could be male, female, old, young. Yeah, I think whatever. My, I think my my main thing that I was looking for was somebody who specializes in uh like chronic illnesses. Um sure. Just because that's something that not yeah. Uh necessarily a lot of, like the average 24 25 year old like kids got to deal with unfortunately. Um so like that's just like And there are definitely like, people out oh, there yeah. that do specialize yep. in that that go to school for that and have a certain license or a designation. Just to, understanding that like my, you know, there's things that I have to do do differently um, sure. than most. Uh but uh sure. But no. You so listen to the Gabby one, right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. She has the option to find out if she has the disease. She has a 50% yeah. chance of yeah. getting the disease that killed her mother. Yeah. I would say she has the option. If that she has me, the option I would say to the find out. Off, right? She's going, I don't want to find out. I'm going to live my life. And if I if it happens, it happens. If not, you right. know, I don't want to stress about it. Because if I know that it's going to happen, then all I'm going to be thinking about is that it's going to happen. Right. So she's like, I'm just going to keep going. That makes a lot going. of sense. That's, yeah. that's 100% where I'm at right now. But. Yeah. She's like, if I want to have kids, 
then I'm going to find out so that I'm not going to have kids because I, she's like, I will never pass this on. She's, yeah. like, she'll, she's like, I'll, I'll adopt, you know, but uh, I, I want to find out then. But it's just like, oh, man, that's crazy. It's interesting. So yeah, crazy. I would say, yeah, you can't really. Uh, Your situation is different, though, right? Because eh, you but, know what you have, right? You have, you know what disease or whatever it is, right? Yeah, but I, I don't know the es- escalation. What? So um, do you want to talk about it or not? I can I can go over it again really briefly. Sure. So sure. Uh, and I can cut it out if you want me to, to also. No, I don't. No, I, I got no issues with it. I just can't remember if we talked about it in the first one. You probably not. did. Probably and I just, just but I don't think we did because good. I think it doesn't matter. Regardless, so pretty much I uh, I was diagnosed with primary sclerosing cholangitis a few years ago. Um, I've had it, I believe, since like that towards the end of high school, but I wasn't officially diagnosed until like my, my sophomore junior year of college. Um, so for years you were living just sick. Well, I knew something was wrong when, when our lacrosse team did a lock in at, so <laughs> my coach, uh, my coach like was a co-owner of like life zone 360, which was that oh, yeah. like big warehouse that had Shout all the coach in, Kyle. Yeah. Coach Kyle. What a dog. Um, I just had Chris on the podcast, and he said that he asked him to to coach the South Ocean team. I was gonna. He asked Chris to coach. That's so sweet. Yeah. I, I well, Chris was a fucking freaking nature when it came yeah. to lacrosse, way better than I, I was. But that's why I, he's I just the kind said, of kid where he would literally go smoke dope and like not practice. Be better, be better than everybody. He was else like, he was just a transcendent team. level. Chris didn't have to trans- run laps and shit. Like he'd show up late to practice, and it wasn't a big deal. Where anybody he was else, so crucial he was so, to the team, yeah. but he was so. Good, like yeah. he, dude. You he, were good too, Alec. Don't don't play. Your, no, I don't know. Just short. give me the long pole. I'll just start fucking running. Like it's just that's that's all. I, I was just fast. There's there's that. Your workhorse uh, I, for sure. I, you, I, you would run the whole fucking time. Yeah, I, you knew I, your role. You knew where you I, fit. You scored goals too. It's not like you weren't. Yeah, no, you I were didn't. Good. You were good. No, dude. Junior, junior, senior. Yeah, I don't think I scored a single goal. Well, you're talking. Well, about I was a, I was defense anyway. You switched. Defense. Yeah, you switched. I did switch. Um, but anyways, but no, no. Um. But I, I knew something was up because we, we do this lock-in. And, like, as a as a young kid, like, athlete, like, this is a dream. You know, you got open fields, basketball, like, volleyball, soccer. I mean, we're yeah. playing bubble soccer, like, ultimate we frisbee. We talked about the live zone before where yeah. it's, it's a cool compound our coach built. And we, you know, then they, they ordered in a bunch of pizza. And, like, we were eating the pizza. And then I had, like, the worst, like, stomach pain and like I had to sit down and like I couldn't participate for like the rest of the night because of like how sick I was feeling and went to like primary care physician and he was like, oh, it's just caused distress. And I'm like, yeah, what bull, a fucking crock bull, of shit. Bullshit. Man. Yeah. Bullshit. I, so I was like, that was, that was the least, years, tell you that. That was the that. least stressful environment I could ever be in. I mean, like, my dream paradise, like, playing bubble soccer at Life Zone 360, like, till midnight, eating pizza, (laughs) and you're going to say that that was caused, like, by stress? Like, get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Yeah. um, So then that kind of led to to college, and uh, I wasn't, I couldn't really go out. Uh, I was not, I just wasn't feeling good uh, quite often, just chest pain like upper upper abdomen um and uh then finally went to like mayo clinic and all that fun jazz and and got the diagnosis so pretty much what it is is the liver has the bile duct 
um, which is like a tree branch system. It's all these very small uh, kind of just um, drainage veins going into your liver. So anything that you consume is filtered through the bile duct into the liver, right? Well, my body, for some reason, is attacking that bile duct, which causes scarring and inflammation in those bile ducts, which then makes it more difficult for my body to digest, uh, like, the process, uh, like, pretty much anything. Hence why, like, liquor is also not... um, because right. that's advised already it's problematic going for your, to the liver, liver. And, right right yeah so for everybody at home witty's been sipping on oduls he's on the na beers because oh, yeah. of because of this and you know it's a kind of a lifestyle change if you want to say that but uh like you said the last time you drank you had like hives and shit and you're just like yeah. it's not worth it anymore i'm not, not doing it and, and like i was never so i dude i don't i never drank in high school like i even even first few years in college, like I never really, never really drank until I was like twenty one. First I don't drink know. was on your twenty first birthday. <laughs> Pretty pr- about. I mean, like you know, I definitely had a few moments. Which is but funny because like, your family, I feel like, are such big drinkers. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't want to admit it, but they but they are. But uh, so, do you think that that's kind of it's almost like fate? It's like you got this uh-huh. disease with your liver when uh-huh. the rest of your family, you know, it's it's just so. Uh, no, they're fucking they're fucking lucky that I'm the one who got it because if they got it, they would die. Like it's just like think about that. Yeah, exactly. You don't give a shit about it at all, and you're the one that has the thing that you can't drink. You know, it's, but it's, that's that's why it's it's so interesting, and that's why it's helpful though because it's like I never really <sighs> gave a shit to begin with, so like I can just enjoy my duels like right. I like anything else. It's not like you're giving up a lot. No, right. no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like I, I never thought about it beforehand. But I think you're just kind of like for the social pressure almost. So, <laughs> so that, so that part, was the big right? thing that, that I, I want to credit to this new job as well is like over these last few months, it's it's been very easy to to join social situations and be just as social as everyone else, right. even though I am 100% sober. Yeah, exactly. Um. Cause like I'm, I'm like a fairly extroverted person, but I still yeah. need help. Like, like I, I need people to ask me questions to build off of that. I can't just be the, the guy starting the conversation every single time. Coming it's in cold difficult. sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. my social media meter does deplete at some point. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's, you know, just other weird shit than like trying different medications and then medications fucking up my body, which is why I, you know, still have some kind of leftover like scars and marks and shit because of bad medications and whatnot. Fuck and, that, dude. Uh, I gained, I, I was on a medication that uh, made me gain 45 what? pounds. So I'm like, like my, my like happy weight, I would say is like, is like 175. Okay. I would say that's like a good, like feel feel really good at 175, like feeling it really. And I got up to like 215. Holy shit. Just being on a medication didn't change anything. Were you lifting at all? Were you like, oh, I'm getting big? I know a guy at work who's like 6'4", he's like 215 and he's fat. I could like, even that's show, crazy. dude. I could even show you a picture, like, like when I you look at me now you and you see the yeah. picture, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Um, but good uh, for you for for. I mean, it it definitely seems like you're not two fifteen now. No, so like, no. Good for you no for well, so not being there. So still. that's what's. Uh, but I, 
when I was gaining the weight, I couldn't lift because it was the medication that I was on was uh, prednisone. So it was a steroid and it actually fucked up my tendons and muscular. So like I couldn't even lift because all of my muscles were fatigued and it would cause pain when I would lift. And this has been, I mean, like that, it, the normal dose of prednisone is like five milligrams for like two or three days. I was on 40 milligrams for a year. Whoa. Yeah. That'll like do, uh, absolutely destroyed my system. Yeah. So, um, Holy shit. That'll do a job on you. Sure. So, so now like we've kind of, we finally found like a, a happy medium of the medications that I'm on where like I'm feeling really good. I've lost all the weight and now it is just up to me to mentally get in the headspace to like wake up in the morning, like go to the gym, like get back, get back to that. Because now right. I'm down to like 160, 165. Like okay. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty light right now and I want to put on more, but it needs to be muscle mass, like not, you know, so. Yeah. But like you said, 175 is like your sweet spot. So, you know, you're, yeah. right, you're right there. You just got to. Go back to the gym, basically, right? A hundred percent. That's uh, and it's just having it's attainable. Getting getting back into that mentality and, and just pushing myself um, and, and whatnot. So, yeah. but uh, well, but I'm happy yeah. to hear that you found the right combination. We're it's so far so good. Um, it's it's kind of just keeping everything at a steady level. Um, I can eat a few pieces of pizza and not feel like I'm gonna die anymore. Um, good. Which, uh, yeah, that's that's helpful. Something I mean, Drew and I take for granted, probably. <laughs> It is crazy, man, right? Like it's weird. It's there's uh it causes so I'll just run through a, a few of like the symptoms real quick which are like actually comical when when you think about it. So the explosive diarrhea. <laughs> thank like God. You thank think God. I'm fucking kidding. Thank God, not really. Um not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's closely tied to ir- irritable bowel syndrome. So hope uh, I don't have it. I okay. don't have it, I but gotcha, we're not gotcha. we're not gonna get there. But uh, um, insomnia is one of them. But then the number two is extreme fatigue. So you're tired, but that is such. So I am. I am. I am constantly exhausted. And then I can't sleep. Oh my gosh! That sounds like me, just like living my own fucking yeah. life. Like, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. you know what? That's that's a fucking terrible thing to say because I don't know what. No, the fuck no, no, you're no, no, through, no. But, but I, I agree. It's it's funny. It's it is right. It's it's uh. It, so like you said, it's almost comical. You oh almost yeah. Have to laugh. Oh, yeah. it's hilarious. It's like are you it's like what? when you're hungry but you can't eat. You know, it's like yeah. Um, and then because uh because. It, the bile duct doesn't work 100%. So the, the bile that your body produces uh, then secretes into my bloodstream, which then causes itchiness. But right. it's it's so hard to explain. And I, I mean, like... Your feet ever swell up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, hand, so my hand, dad's got liver issues. He's got the same kind of issues. Hands he and feet. So, I mean, you can... Yeah. Like, like, if I... Like it's, yeah, it's right. It's, you're you're kind of red, but uh, right, right, right. Tell it, the story about in the bathtub. Yeah, if you want so, to. No, Drew's, no. Drew's really trying to. Uh, no, it it was so weird. So like, um, so pretty much for a few years there, right after I got diagnosed, um, my my doctor, 
they don't know they don't know a whole lot about like they definitely don't have a cure for it or anything right now. So they I was like, do you have any recommendations for like what kind of approach I should take to live my life? And as, he right. was like as far as like lifestyle choices that are outside of medication right. and treatment right. that just help you mitigate it. And and you know, I, I respect him for giving me this response. He was like, honestly, he's like, we we don't know a whole lot about it. We know how to kind of like keep it at bay, maintain it. He's like, so for you as a college student, he's like, just go and, and live your life. And he's like, and if some shit happens, we'll we'll worry about it then. But until that point, like, go live your life. And it was kind of surprising advice from a doctor. I don't know if it was necessarily great advice, but I I respect it. At least he's not blowing smoke saying, oh, I know better than you and trust right. my degree and this and that. He's at least, right. I mean, you know what? It is what it is, right? Right. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's like right now with my with my diseases, it's like, I don't know, just be fairly healthy. Like the the normal, like, yeah, I'll have I'll have pizza here like like tonight, but let's not eat pizza every single day, you know. Um, just the normal, the normal people being healthy type like life. Um, but, uh, but there's just worse consequences if you eat too much. Too far off. Right, right. right. And, and that's why it's like, let's not eat pizza four days in a row or else like, oh, it's, you know, it starts, starts hurting. But, um, but no, so, so he kind of told me that. and, And for a few years there, especially like towards college, I was like, like, fuck it like if some shit happens uh, like i'm just gonna have fun like i i don't we'll see how long it lasts and then we'll go from there so you know i i had my my fair share of fun like junior senior year of college um partying and um yeah because uh, i'm like what like yeah i got this shit but like whatever um we'll we'll worry about it we'll worry about it later um and uh and then like yeah that that was fine uh, it was more of so just like maybe sometimes waking up the next day and like not feeling too great. My my hangovers were a little little worse than than others. But um, right. But then all of a sudden recently, and I again like I I was never a, a massive drinker. And then uh, out out once college ended, I mean it was it was very rare occasions unless we're going out with like some friends or whatnot. And then yeah. Um. Cindy and I went to like a really nice Italian restaurant. We got some wine and I'm like, Oh, this, this was, this was kind of good. Like this would be kind of fun to get into. Like if I was going to drink here and there, it'd be like, it'd re- be really nice to just have like a glass of wine with like a really nice dinner, like at home, you know, I'm like, yeah. this could, oh, yeah. so it was like, that was kind of like, healthier, right maybe. Yeah. yeah. Red wine. Yeah. It was yeah. a little, little more like, I don't know, uh, rather than just, I don't know, having shots of whatever rather than what, binge drinking right right drinking like right. rather uh, than drinking six like one, bush lights one, right it's like just <laughs> one one glass of wine and and we'll leave it at that and um yeah pretty much there's there's one day uh after work where i just shitty day and i'm like fuck this uh i'm like i i'm gonna take a fucking bath give me my glass of wine like give me my give me my videos i'm gonna watch like a show and like nobody talked to me like i'm, I'm just so like i was so over this shit and indulge, then, yeah and then i'm drinking this wine and i like just broke out in hives like all on my neck chest oh my god um so i had it like took a really cold shower um 
took a Benadryl and like, luckily it wasn't anything like too serious, but I was like, what the fuck? Or like, maybe the wine was bad. I don't know, whatever. And then uh, a couple like last, last week did a happy hour with, with work and went to, yeah, the underground, like kind of tiki, tiki bar place and got like a, a rum, a rum drink and the same, the same thing happened. So it was wine and rum uh that like two completely different things same thing happened like kind of broke out in hives and um it's a very easy thing for me to just be like whatever this shit isn't worth it uh give me my oduls and i'm gonna enjoy that uh, instead um but uh definitely definitely weird uh gotta hit up my doctor about that i don't know what's going on but uh Life uh, goes on, right? Yeah, I, th- I think you. Learned, uh, I think you learn, right? Like yeah. Just like it's not, it's not. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, my hang, my hangovers have gotten worse in the last four years for sure. Schwartz, I would assume you would agree with that, right? Like, I think just the older you get, the more your body can't handle alcohol in general, and then let alone you have a liver issue. So yeah. it's just like it just. It's, it's another just reason to not go through that right that bullshit. Yeah, it's, like it's another reason to take yeah. care of yourself, right? As as if you need any more, right? Right. Yeah. I think you got the right perspective on it. You got a handle on it and you're not um, in, in no way does it seem like you're playing victim to it. Right. You're, you're Absolutely mitigating not. it. You're managing it. No way. And uh, like you yeah. said, you know, you were, it you, is what it is. You were like in the hospital right before, or right yeah. after. Or something. I can't remember, but the last time I saw you for my birthday and you just act like it was no big deal. And like, well, everything was totally fine. You know, like it's, well, that's a that was actually hilarious because so I ended up going into the hospital over Christmas uh, for appendicitis, which is actually just completely unrelated. <laughs> so like that that's what was actually even funnier because like okay. I was in and out of the hospital all all last year. Um, that would drive me crazy because you think it's your <clears throat> disease, but then it's actually something and then completely and then different. It was appendicitis, and it like it's probably overall it's probably related because you know my body's so fucked up with whatever is going on with the autoimmune disease that like yeah. that's what allows for something like appendicitis to happen. So like I'm sure it is related, but it's at the time like technically it, it, a separate technic- medical issue. It is a separate yeah. medical different issue. Organ. Couldn't go to Portugal, had plane tickets, every all that fun stuff. Yes, yeah, so on the last um, podcast, you talked about how you guys were going to go travel Europe with your best know, friends and all I know. this whole big stuff. You couldn't plot, go. Yeah, plot for anybody who listened to the first one and is not <laughs> listening to this one. Plot twist, didn't go. Um, so that's uh, there's that. But, uh, that sucks. What are you, you going to do? But you're We're, alive and, and you're healthy. I'm alive, and, yeah. healthy. Uh, haven't been in the hospital since. Going to Thailand for a honeymoon in November. Fuck so yeah, that's going to be that's beautiful. Going to Thailand. That's incredible. Sending that. Um, that's so awesome. We're just going to... We're going to hope, like, as of right now, like, medications have, have kept everything steady. So we're right. just going to kind of pray for the best um, of course. and hope that it continues and to stay, life, right? stay steady. Yeah, just continue living life. And uh, you got the wedding in October, right? Yeah, wedding's in October. Uh, that's really exciting. I think I think overall, like, I, I'm I'm trying to, to take this as, like, as positive as I can because, like I was saying earlier, the best way to handle this disease is just be as healthy as possible. Right. And it's like, that's the silver lining. And it's like, all right, shit. If that means I got to fucking wake up every day, go to the gym and like eat really good foods. Like, 
Oh, like burden. <laughs> like, you know, it's right. like... There's that's, some people that do that naturally because right. it's, people do that by choice. Like yeah. People do that by choice. So it's like... It just reinforces good habits. But it, it is kind of crazy where like the days that I feel the best is are like the days where like I woke up in the morning, like hit a really like good workout, went for a run, had like salmon and rice and like asparagus for like dinner, you know, shit like that. And it's like, those are the days where I'm like, right. yeah, I'm feeling really good, feeling really good. And it's like, I feel like anybody would feel really good after that. But like it definitely doubled, doubles down on, on, on cause you don't take like it for granted myself. almost. Yeah. On the days that I'm feeling really good, I'm like, oh, this is sweet. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and you pay a higher price when you eat shitty or stay up late or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I I definitely, uh, I I when I enjoy my pizza, uh, it's I'll I'll feel it later. Maybe I don't know, right. but that's there's my life decision for that. I'm not giving up pizza. Sorry, <laughs> but, uh, but but yeah, yeah, my sister did this big uh, allergy test, and she's allergic to like all this stuff, and like chicken was one of the things that she was allergic oh. to, and um, for a while she didn't eat chicken, but. Now she's kind of like, I can't not eat chicken. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's that's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of fruit, a lot of vegetables, too, where you're just like, how do you, how do you even get around that kind of and shit? And some of that shit is a fucking scheme by Western medicine because... No, it's <laughs> Okay, okay, yeah, I sound crazy. Give me fucking 10 seconds to explain my, my thesis here. You could look this up. I don't know what the fucking study is, but I will... I could be verified if you gave a fuck enough to verify it. You, everybody's saying uh, peanut allergies are on the rise, right? Correct. Mothers don't, as an effect of yeah. that, mothers don't give their infants peanut-related products. They did a study where they, I don't know who the fuck it is, but I Pregnant women somewhere. have stopped eating peanut products. And it's causing you, peanut allergies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, basically. Nuts. I think it's a little different. Witty. Exposure Let, therapy. Let's end, That's my point. Let's end on one, one more uh, good thing. What do you got in the book? Any any good stories or any good topics or? Uh, oh. Um, Anything you wanted to share? Yeah. Let's let's wrap up. One more thing. Ten more minutes. We're yeah, almost at three say hours. Where, I, I saw that. I was like, damn. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. It's, it's great. Good. Yeah. Um, I don't mind it. What about uh, like some summer camp stuff or like do you, you have something else? What do you, what are you thinking? Summer camp stories could go one way or the other, right? That's true. Summer camp. Sydney's got an opinion on my summer camp stories because technically I came home from Spring Hill one day or one time and our counselor straight up told me that I needed to break up with her because she wasn't on the same path. Of, same path of Christ. Dude, so your she's counselor is probably trying to fuck you. That's probably. Yeah, the, that's, that's, that's probably honest, what was going down. That, you know, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past them. That, so she's she's got an opinion on on. Spring, Spring Hill for sure. So yeah, um, Alec and I growing up would go to this camp. That's crazy in as Michigan. fuck. Who the fuck in their right mind? Do they like, got any fucking jurisdiction like, to tell clearly, you how to live your life? Clearly. I mean, we were what sixteen, right? But like, he was like, "Your girlfriend isn't on the same path as you. You need to break wasn't up religious. with her." That dude's like probably that. a fucking loser and has no friends. Yeah, that's. I would. I, I would. Uh, <laughs> I would bet a good amount of money on that. What if come October, it's like, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace, and your camp counselor busts in the door. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Alec. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been searching for you. Oh God, that's. But yeah, so we went to the summer camp when we were little kids. 
uh, my cousins in Michigan told me about it, and then uh, my, my other cousin Nick Reiner, and then me and Alex. So it was the three of us would go to camp every couple of years or uh, every year for uh, you know, and then I stopped going. I don't even know when. Maybe it was like fifth grade or something. I don't. I'm not sure. But then you continued, and Corey continued to where you guys like did the like worked for the camp right the tst like, tst yeah. exactly it's like yeah. you would you'd basically get uh to do do all the fun activities but then also you'd like do the dishes or whatever the fuck but like it's all it's you also in your keep and it's a christian camp so there's like bible studies every day and it's like a very it's very religious the campfires and now you're singing also side note songs. i met your sister at working at villa olivia and i That's think right. i met you actually yeah, sure even though we went to school together i may have met you in person and actually like Introduce myself for the first time at Villa. Hundred percent. I might be. I might be. No, no, you're not. I no, you're not. So. That's um, hilarious that you guys met each other when you were winter. sixteen. That's so funny. Yeah. And that was such a fucking shitty ass operation. Oh, Bro, they were running. You they were in there. The manager. So that, that was. was who was shit. Oh, shit? Who is the? the I got written up. I got, literally got written up, and like somebody called me because I was like fifteen minutes late one day, and they were like, it was just like the biggest load of shit I ever been through yeah. in my life. I'm like, this ain't even worth my fucking time. And you're yeah, going to like no. write me up and take all this time out of your fucking day. And like, who the fuck cares? The free soup every day though. Free soup is bomb. Free drinks. I don't think I oh, was, Ju uh, Julia. I wasn't Julia? well liked enough to get Jen. free soup, but uh, no, everybody got free soup. Except me on your lunch break. You got it. Yeah, they just hated you. Let's go That's get free soup. <laughs> But it's probably the, their problem. There was <laughs> one fault. time when me and Alc were working like the closing shift and uh, we were playing like broom hockey or something yes. like that. There was nobody in the place. Yes. And it was so fun and it was awesome and everything. And then I remember the next time I worked, they were like, the boss came up to me and was like, so you fucking around when I'm not here? And I was like, oh, yeah, he's like sorry, spied on us on the camera. <laughs> They're watching the shit. camera. <laughs> me and him running There's back nobody in there. It was like, dude, it's like 9 p.m. Like, God. Yeah. Leaves alone. Um, yeah. I like that. I feel like job, that was a bureaucratic ass institution. So that Villa guy. Olivia. So originally, Villavia was like a privately owned company, and then uh, this that guy who was our boss, the old guy, I can't remember. Rooney, I think, was the name. That actually it was originally sounds, owned by by a mob right. family, and then they Correct. sold it to the park district, like back in the eighties, I think. No, no, no. The park district just bought it. It was the first year that me and you worked there. Was when the park district bought it. They built the new building and everything, right? But the same guy, Rooney, I think it was Tim Rooney or Jim Tim, Rooney. Tim Rooney. Uh, Tim Rooney. He was still running it, and he had ran it previously before. My dad worked for him when he was in high school. That's that how guy, I got the job. Yeah, like, that guy was a fucking moron. Yeah, he was, a, he was an interesting guy. He was an interesting guy. Yeah, well, he was my personal hero, but... Uh, he yeah. managed high school <laughs> kids. That was, like, his job, you know, so... <laughs> Dude, why did you Tim? Tim's, like, one of your number one listeners, and he's just going to catch that catching strays randomly. I thought he was cool enough, but, yeah, he was definitely, like... No, no, he was, he was cool. He was just... Sure. I just meant, like, as a manager, like, he was kind of... It was interesting. He was a little interesting. Um, but, uh, but, so then, yeah, we were, like, in the transition of, like, when he was, like, you know this is my ski lodge, you know, but he's like, the man's trying to bring me down. And like, so a lot of the rules were changing and things were different and blah, blah, blah. He was blah. trying to keep his authority or his uh, hold over yeah. the, over the crew. But yeah. Maybe. So something had happened and he quit the next year. He, he, he stopped working there. He'd worked there for like, you know, 40 years or something like that. And then they, they, they cut him loose. They cut him loose. Yeah. So then you worked there. Damn. Ryan worked there the year after I worked there. I got a job there and Drew didn't. I remember that. Yeah. We went to that job fair Yes. And somehow, even though... I think it was because my boy Tim got fired, and it was like, hey, I was part of the old regime. You know, you got to <laughs> get... The 
<laughs> Maybe it was because uh, Drew didn't know how to spell his own name or some shit. But <laughs> hey, I worked my way up to I was I was fitting kids on skis. You know, I started yeah, wearing boots, not hey, on the skis. Once your yeah. once your boy was out, you know, <laughs> once it was based on merit. There was cool kids there though. Like the Dylan Mazzoni worked there. <laughs> yep. Um, there was a couple okay, so of cool older have been chicks based on that, merit that too was much. like. Uh, I got that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There was a couple of cool chicks that worked there. Like your sister definitely worked there. I'm trying to think um, who else. Um, I don't know. It was a cool job. It was fun. No, it was. Good. It was cool for what it was. Yeah, dealing with with like weird people sucks and like families and kids screaming and stuff is shitty. But I don't know. But what else? What other fucking job are you gonna get in high school? Right. That's uh, yeah. That's kind of what you're signing yeah, up exactly. for. Builds character. Yeah, it was my first job ever. My first day was my birth was like the 16th, the day after my birthday. I think it was the first day I started working there. But uh, but yeah, summer camp is cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I the one thing I was there's only one cool cool memory of of like the TST or like the the service group. Yeah, our our leader at summer camp, not at the school at, at summer camp at summer camp. Uh, our our leader. Of of our group, and again, because like I'm so bad with names, like I have no idea what her name is. But she she's a real one. She's a real one for sure because she chose. She was like, "Don't worry, guys. Like we, our team, like we're gonna clean the auditorium." She like volunteered to take up that job, and everybody was like, "Well, you sure? You sure?" Because like the auditorium was a massive place. It was like a lot of cleaning to do. She's sure. like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fine." And. We'd go to the auditorium and we'd go into the the janitor's closet to where all the cleaning supplies was. And there was a ladder. It was like us and our team of, I think there was like eight of us, right? And there's a ladder that led to like a crawl space with like the HVAC systems. And we would just go up there and sleep for like two, three hours. And we would like have our phones we were just vibing like in the crawl space of the auditorium That's for like crazy. two hours. And then she was like, okay, like our cleaning time's up. And then we would go back and we would leave. And like, oh, we shit. wouldn't, all, we would like, like, don't get me wrong. Like if, if the entrance to the auditorium was like messy, like we would, we would mop it in vacuum, but like the cleaning overall took us like right. maybe 15, 20 minutes. And like the other two hours that we had slotted for cleaning, we would just go up to the crawl space. That's fucking so she was a real dope. one. That was sick. That's so cool. All the other kids were cleaning fucking like shit off the floors of like the outhouses and stuff. And we were just sleeping up in the crawl space. So chilling up in the crawl it was, space. That was great. I will Damn. say that. I will say that. It helps to have uh, friends, right? Helps to be connected. Helps. Yeah. <laughs> Cheat the system. Got lucky with that for sure. <laughs> but uh, it's the name of the game. Did you ever go to summer camp, Schwartzy? Went to uh, Woodward Camp. Oh, that's right. Went to skate camp. We talked I, about that before. A couple yeah. summers, yeah. You and Maddie B. Me and Matt Bland, yeah. I got I got some stories, but it's another time. That's a story for uh, for my therapist and my <laughs> and my PO. No, I'm just playing. I was and that for, for the listeners was another I was never episode at summer camp of Ronnie Man. Close it out. And that <laughs> was oh, another episode. Hit, hit of him with it. Hit him with it. Drew sits with. Ladies and gentlemen, I love it. For those of you who made it out till now, hit me up. I'm bored. Yes, sir. Just kidding. I'm actually really busy, but. <laughs> Taking applications for friends. Cotton. Usually you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. He-